Hey, what's up? This is this this theme song marks a first for the podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, let me let me see if I try to guess what the first is. That is the f- first one that you liked. <laughs> no, no, we have plenty that I like. It's the first one that only says "drunk tank." No, no, we've had those uh, before. This is the first time we've had the same person submit a theme song that got played back to back weeks. Back to back weeks. Rockfist two hundred eight once again. In a right. much less rocking theme song than last week. Well, it's last week, the Rooshdee. Yeah. Rooshdee. You played that twice. You played it right before the Bioware segment, too. Yeah, I wasn't sure which one I was going to start with, so fuck it. I did it both times. <laughs> All right. You know, you could have played both Rockfist. <laughs> I didn't know this one existed till this week. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the way it works. I go in chronological order. He's on a roll. Rock, Rock he, he, he had a good week, He's like a, a year and a half ago. Rockfist, congratulations. You get nothing <laughs> for that honor. <laughs> We'll just say your your internet screen name a few more times. So, get uh, speaking of winning great awards, I got to, ch- to strike something off my bucket list for my lifelong goal, something I've always wanted to do. I was a witness for this. What was it? So, in Seattle, we went to Pork Fry Tacos. Okay. Have you ever been to Pork oh, Fry Tacos? Oh, God, yeah, I've been to Pork Fry Tacos. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Because I know what you're going to talk about already. <laughs> So, uh, Pork Fry, who's this guy we know, Greg, he lives in Seattle. You make it sound like a restaurant. It's not. I try to make it sound like a restaurant, because he treats it like a restaurant, yeah. except it's a mean one. It's a much meaner than normal restaurant. He has rules. He has taco night at his place, and he has rules. And do you remember some of the rules, Kevin? Don't go in the kitchen, uh, rule number one. That's uh, the most important one. What was... What happens if you go in the kitchen? You get served last next time. Right. And then if you get if you go in the kitchen again after being served last next time... You don't get any more tacos or something? Something like that. <laughs> For the rest of the that night? Yeah, after one taco demerit comes a second taco demerit and then the lack of tacos. The taco disqualification. Ta- the taco drought begins. You've been just taco-fied. So what is what was the other rules? There was like eight of them, wasn't there? That's the only one I ever remember. Don't go in the kitchen. Yeah, that's the only real rule. The others are just... <laughs> oh, no, he had the filler. order. The batting order. Yeah, so you're up, right? That means oh, you're, you're about to get served. Yep. And if you're not up and you're next in line, you're on the deck... And then on the deck. before you're on the deck, <laughs> you're in the hole. <laughs> Do you understand these references? No. Like, what's on deck? What is that in reference to? Just being on a boat? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> you are it's, correct. A, it's about yachting. You are correct. The, the British man is correct. <laughs> so, along with the rules, he also just makes this statement at the end of the rules, which is, damn it, every time we start the <laughs> podcast, I really don't get... That many messages. Yeah, right. Your phone's constantly going off. I know. I, Nobody I, believes that. Hey, it's always like in the first two minutes, too. Put it on silent, then. I, it's on silent, dummy. I just put it on silent. <laughs> he called you dummy. <laughs> Jeez, man. Calm down. We're all friends here. <laughs> so, everyone, everyone, take it easy. Pork makes this statement. And Pork Fry, by the way, is essentially he's a minor character in the Penny Arcade comic. Yeah. He knows the Penny Arcade guys. He appears from time to time in the Penny Arcade comic. As Very pork, nice guy. As Pork Fry. I like Pork Fry. And he does a great Scottish accent. Um, he says at the end of his rules, very casually, also the record for eating tacos at Taco Night is 14. Yeah, he said the national average is three and the, the world record is 14. And when I heard that, I'm like, I'm eating 15. <laughs> it's, a, it's a 15 taco kind of night. Yeah, I'm eating 15 tacos. 
and god damn it, I ate 50 so tacos. So eating 15 tacos was on your bucket list? No. Because <laughs> this is going to get really sad in a hurry. <laughs> I have always wanted to, to take part in the eating challenge. I've never done it. I've never done the cinnamon challenge. I've never done that thing where you drink a gallon of milk in an hour. We should, though. I want to try that, too. But but listen, after what happened after eating 15 tacos, I don't think I'll do anything like that again. Gus, you'd have been proud. I powered through 15 He was actually amazing. I was was watching the play-by-play on Twitter. People were, like, enthralled, tweeting pictures and talking about the taco challenge. I was full after three. He he started with five and then went for another round of five and then went for a final round of five. Is that how 15 works? It's three rounds of five? Well, Gavin's Gavin's a brilliant... Shut up, Just get 15. Just just do it. I (laughs) I wouldn't know. I'm going to get five and see how I feel after five and then I'll get five more and then we'll see. And about... Eight, I was like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. And then I powered through to ten. You, you got to thirteen like, to fifteen was. Yeah, the, pic- the pictures made it look effortless. From, from <laughs> where I was reading, I was like, holy shit, he just like did it like nothing. He's gonna need a sixteen. It was not. I like started. That. Uh, I started poking his belly around the thirteen mark, and it was rock solid. It was uh, just like, there was no, was no spare room. Rock solid with tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Were they crunchy tacos? Yeah. So what he does is he takes corn tortillas. And this is how he makes it his own. He fries them right there on the spot. So you have a fresh fried corn tortilla shell. So it's yes, a crunchy mm-hmm. taco. And then he folds it under all his weight. And fucker puts beans in it too. So I'm eating these tacos with beans and meat. Wow. And then what's the thing called? It's st- stacked tacos? <laughs> they have to be stacked with all the fixings. <laughs> so I had to stack them the way I normally eat them. And I normally eat them with onions and lettuce and cheese wow and cilantro <laughs> but his wife and not taking any away from her it was a lovely evening his wife made a classic mistake instead of cilantro she bought parsley Ooh. <laughs> so it took me like three tacos to figure out well these tacos are kind of so, bitter something's a little off <laughs> so it's having parsley tacos buddy what did you do when you finished i 15 <laughs> took a victory lap and then i threw it up <laughs> Did you? I, dude, I had to. I, there was no way. That, that doesn't count as a disqualification. No, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Really we we, we talked gonna, about it. We're going to get him a plaque as well. But he just went around the corner of the house and was, he was looking rough. Like After that, he was just like... Oh. <laughs> and then all I heard was like... <laughs> you ever wonder what the sound of 15 tacos hitting the floor what? simultaneously is? That's not all you heard because you were trying to videotape me. You don't see why I wouldn't want him taping me or recording me throwing up. I wanted, life. Yeah, I wanted to make like a minute long video of you struggling through it and then just have one second at the end of you just going, bar. <laughs> no, but I didn't. I, I could have powered through and, and survived without throwing up. I, I made myself throw up. And I broke a, four, we figured it out the other night, a 14 year no throw up streak. That's how dedicated I was. This I'm not thrown up in 14 years. It man. was really disgusting. I had to ride ride home back to the hotel with him in the car. It smelled so bad. And then, <laughs> oh, and, then God. He, and then he was like, "Why did it smell bad? Did you spill it? Did no, you throw up on yourself?" Well, you, you, kind of. Not really. I had a hoodie on. You on your hoodie. Then oh. you, wiped it, you wiped the hoodie on your eyebrow. Oh. Or <laughs> but then, let's not get graphic. But then he was like, <laughs> and like in the oh, car. God. So he opens the door <laughs> to spit out the door, and he just. Lobs right on the door. Oh, on the inside or the yeah. outside? On the inside. <laughs> oh. I watched him. I watched him for the passenger seat. Open the door and go. Oh no! <laughs> I missed the door while leaning you out the door. the door. While leaning out the door. I'm not sure how that happened. So, yeah. oh my god. And overall, it was a very mature evening. Oh. I have a picture of Gavin in a bib. So <laughs> now I have to give that to you, Gus, from oh, the wow. uh, taco night. Uh, I've got to make some sort of video out of that night. That so was, yeah. a, was so a great night. You had three tacos? I had three. I was done. Mm. 
Yeah. I th- I've only ever had three as well. I've been to Taco Night twice, I think, and I had three nice. both times. So E was there from Major Nelson Radio, mm-hmm. was there, and Calamity Jamie, who runs uh, Child's Child. Play, mm-hmm. and then She's the, very cool. the graphic designer for Child's Play is, well, Erica. Kiko? Erica. Oh, Erica. So not the, I guess, what would she be? She's like the web designer. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and she was there as well. She was actually, if you watch the Penny Arcade reality show, she's, I think, the subject of the first interview show they did. Oh, yeah, Where yeah. they had the three candidates and she wins. I remember that. It's kind of odd to be... You notice I use the word win. It just seemed like you're winning, right? When you get the yeah, job I, at Penny I, I think I, I insulted, like, I don't know if you remember, before they had the reality show, they uh, had, a, they, Robert posted a, I guess, a job posting asking for someone to help with their merchandise. And it was right before San Diego Comic-Con, and the guy got the job in June, and, t- and went up to San Diego Comic-Con, and I, I walked up to Robert to say hi, and this guy was standing with him. He goes, oh, Gus, this is so-and-so, this is Jeff, our, our new merchandise guy. And I go, oh, you won the contest, huh? Oh, did you really say yeah, that? I, that? I was like, why the fuck did I just say that? <laughs> the contest. I mean, you like totally belittle their accomplishment in their job by saying that like they won the contest. Well done, buddy. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> no, but it does feel like it does feel like they're winning. You know what I mean? It's something. It's like it's it's beyond just I got a job. You know, it's like I, I conquered two other people. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. have to say that like there's a kind of a dark side to those shows and the penny because if you've never seen it before, uh, PA Penny Arcade has PA TV and they have a reality show that's about what it's like to work at Penny Arcade. And I think they're like 10, 15 minutes long each episode, right? Yeah, something like that. And then a. Focus of some of those shows is when they go to hire somebody new in the intense hiring process that they have at Penny Arcade. And I think they both last like two episodes when they hire two people because mm-hmm. Calamity Jamie, Jamie was one of them as well. And it's just like, man, it's like, it's so intense that by everybody, like, yeah, they feel like they're winning something. But the dark side of it is, I always wonder what happens with the other two people that didn't win? I mean, because they're on the show. You know their their interview process is shown. They clearly want the job very badly, and then they don't win. Yeah, what's the consolation prize? They get like a week in Guatemala. I said win or something? again. I said win again, but they don't get the job. It's then- kind of like I was talking to Jamie about it. It's like usually when you go to an interview, I guess if you don't get the job, you just don't get the job. But for this, it's like you're runner up for the job. Like not many people have like second and third place for like a job posting today. Right. It, it kind of is like the way they Silver hire. It's, it's like specific for this thing. It's like that job's probably never going to come open again, you know, or there's not going to be like, oh, we grew a little bit more. So we'll call you back when yeah. you're a great candidate. We'll hire you back or call you back when a new position opens. Like it's just not you're just going <laughs> to go home and then you have this show out there reminding you that you didn't get the job. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's kind of dark, kind of, you know, hard. Why didn't you do that for hiring here? Our hiring process is not that. Well, established. <laughs> ours is like, you know, we see a funny video online, like Michael playing Crackdown. And we're like, that kid's funny. We should, have, we should have make videos for us. That's usually the. I always think it's interesting to to learn the path of how most people come to work here. Come in, please. Someone's knocking on the door. Get like, in here. who's entering? We're gonna make them tell their story of they came to work here. Oh, it's Matt. <laughs> so Matt was lucky enough to know me in college. So that's how he got a job. Lucky. But, but yeah. But uh, I think the only like traditional hiring that we've ever done, besides some of our animation team now, where we went out and got professionals, saw their reels, and then hired them to work on Rivers Blue for the animation. Uh, but I think about Kara, where we actually put a one ad out mm-hmm. and we hired candidates. And for Kara, interview candidates, interview candidates, yeah. And uh, I guess what we did, our, our logic there was since it was going to be our office manager, we wanted somebody who had no familiarity with Rooster Teeth at all. Why? It just seemed like a smart idea, you know what I mean? Because we hire typically so many people from the community, but this is – oh, my God. 
So sorry. <laughs> uh, it's one of those deals where we wanted somebody who could just run the office and not be distracted by what we do here, you know. And uh, Kara was a perfect fit. Like she came Ooh. in, she, she didn't know anything about Rashid, but she had a couple brothers who had watched it and some guys she knew. And by the time she'd come in for her interview, she had already made a profile on the site to learn mm. more about the what we do. We went through a long interview process before hiring Kara. I think we, God, you almost have interviewed like fifteen people. Yeah, we before were. you you hired her. Yeah, we did a lot of people. Was it all ladies? Grab Kara. Let's see if she can, let's grab her. So we'll have her talk about her interview. You mind? Yeah, no, that's fine. Let me okay. hold on. I'll get her. Well, I'll, aim, I'll aim her real quick. The other, the other one I can think of that we went through, like want ads and a series of interviews, was when we hired Adam. <coughs> Sorry, when we hired, oh, yeah, Adam, Adam as well. for the for the tech job. Yeah. He know he knows everything about everything. <laughs> He's a pretty smart dude. Yeah. yeah. He, where was he working before? He was working at a co-location. He's so working he- at a. Um, uh, a company that does hosting, but they also do website design. So they design and host websites for their customers. Yeah. Is she not responding? She might be pinging the door. I'll get her. Yeah. Oh, no, I I'll get her. her. I get her. Can she just respond to come in? <laughs> She's to very you. versatile. Right today, she is painting our front door. Nice. Yeah, she, we had our front doors replaced. Why? What was wrong with the old doors? They were shitty. They were like they were breaking off the hinges. Oh. Yeah. And so we needed like metal, more secure doors. They were wood doors before. Um, she was, while she was painting, she found, uh, I guess someone had planted an Anoyatron by her desk. She found one. She thought, she was like, what is this? I was like, oh, that's an Anoyatron. I think she thinks I was fucking with her. And that, that those actually don't exist. The Anoyatron, of course, is the little device that at random intervals plays an annoying sound and is very difficult to find. She has the best scream. Something exploded out in the hall oh like, a couple of weeks ago. It I was a fluorescent light bulb. Yeah. It just went like, just like. <laughs> we should we should capture her scream when yeah. we can like f- like for fully work. She's in one of the RT lives where she was the shocking device. Yeah, and she you claim that I screwed her over. I did not. Well, th- no, this is what happened. You were like the last person to press it, get shocked, but you didn't say after it finishes playing the little tune. So right. she was like, oh okay. You press the button and she immediately pressed it, which is like a penalty because you pressed it too early. So she got shocked right so away. Shocked, exactly. And then she let out her scream <laughs> in that, which was an awesome scream. I don't know if we can get her to scream while she's here on the podcast. It's pro- it'd probably be bad for the levels. She's literally right outside the office. I just invited her in. She's like outside my door. I said, are you there? She says, yes. I said, come on in. I'm, we want to talk to you on the podcast. And I don't know where she went. Did she run away? Oh, you got caught up with Matt? He's the worst. So, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is Kara. And Kara, do you remember, like, how did you find out about the job here? You can put on those headphones if you want to. How did you find out about the job interview here? Um, actually, <laughs> hi, guys. Hi, get up on the mic. Come here. What's that? <laughs> she seems nervous about it. No, oh, no, 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 we were talking about our interview process here. Like, mm-hmm. you were one of the first employees that we interview interviewed. So how did you find, how did you find out about it? About the job? Yeah, that exists here. Um, I think y'all posted an ad on Craigslist. Yeah, that's how you found out about it? Yes. Yeah. And then do you remember, like, coming in here for the first time? And, like, did you know anything about the company at all? Um, when I first came in here, I didn't know too much. I did a little bit of background, uh, you know, research and saw the website. And so kind of did a little bit on that. But uh, when I first came in, I remember um, Lincoln was here. Oh, right. Their dog. And uh, it was great. I kind of came in and was, you know, mesmerized. It was Pretty impressive. Boy, Lincoln loved Lincoln, Lincoln loved, loved people. Yeah, he oh, loved I Kara. Love he loved Kara. He'd go nuts whenever he saw Kara. 
He was my golden retriever. Did he have – my dog had one of his legs removed because he got sick. He had cancer. So he was a three-legged dog for a while. But did he have four legs when you first met him? Yes, he did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we actually didn't have him all that long. No. he got sick right away. He was a rescue dog and he got sick. He was so sweet. Yeah. Sweet he ran away once and we found him at our neighbor. <laughs> we have a neighbor who sells – they sell pot paraphernalia. That's pot. what That's what they do. Marijuana. Yeah. No, they so, sell water pipes. Or Water pipes. That was glassworks, something you, like that. Some, yeah. Glass pipes. And it's like containers and stuff. But they're like – I was actually kind of being coy about it when I was talking to them because they're called uh, 420 Industries or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I went in there talking with them about their business and they said, we have uh, containers for like you know uh, putting marijuana in. And I said, or you can put whatever in it. goes, no, our containers are for marijuana. <laughs> like they did not be here on the bush. <laughs> they, were, they, didn't, they didn't give a shit about the legality of it or anything like that. Is it – legal to make something that is used for a drug i think right now marijuana is getting to the point where it's pretty much legal in a couple different states already and so the the accessories legal anyway like is it it legal to make a crack pipe depends uh, no you can get busted for having drug paraphernalia wow in fact are you familiar with who cheech and chong are no (laughs) okay cheech and chong are guys in the 70s who made a bunch of like pot movies Um, open smoke you would be able to recognize cheech probably because Cheech Marin, he was actually mayor of Malibu? What? He was mayor of Malibu? Hold on one second. <laughs> now i got to look this up. So the premise of the Up and Smoke movie was that they had a Volkswagen minivan that was made entirely out of pot. And they had to drive it across the border. But in, anyway, so that, that's the whole premise of the movie. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Get that on Netflix. God, am, I totally, am I totally wrong? I thought he, was, uh, I thought he had a political career at one point. I, I don't remember him having a political career. May, I'm, I you might be confusing him with Sonny, Sonny Bono. Bono. Maybe I'm confusing him with Sonny Bono. Maybe I am. Who's that? He's guy's dead. He was married to uh, <laughs> Cher. Uh, uh, oh, Sonny and Cher. Cher. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he died. He. Yeah. Okay, I might be mixing this up with one of the Kennedys now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he die in a skiing accident where he ran into a cement pole? No, he ran into a tree, I thought. Is that what he did? Okay. And I think the Kennedy guy ran into a cement pole. Yes. A lot of Kennedys died in quite bizarre ways. Kennedys died. Was it like a cursed family? No, I don't think so. I mean, they they lost they lost their, those two brothers, you know, Robert Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, and uh, Jack Kennedy, John Kennedy. Wasn't there a plane crash for one of them? They all have different names. That was JFK Jr. How in the hell oh. is Jack a nickname for John? I don't how know. how is that? I don't know. Yeah, they're both four letters. It's not like the short form of. John. <laughs> I mean, why would you do that? We, how did we go from Kara's interview to how did Kennedys <laughs> die? How did we get there? Yeah, I must be crazy. I thought he had a political career. I must be crazy. It must be. I must have been confusing with Sonny Bono. So you saw the ad on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. How many times did you have to come in and interview? Was it just once? Uh, By the way, Tommy Chong was busted for drug pa- paraphernalia. That's yes. he went to prison for it, not for using drugs. Or the anything, guy but, from the movie. Yeah, Tommy Chong. He's the other guy who was mayor of Malibu. <laughs> so. Well, how do you know it wasn't just a movie prop then that he had? I I I wasn't in court. I would have excuse. <laughs> I would have said that. It might also have had to do with the van that he was driving that was made entirely out of marijuana. 2003, yeah. Chung was targeted by two American investigations codenamed Operation Pipe Dreams and Operation Headhunter. It's <laughs> not like Halo levels. Which sought out businesses selling drug paraphernalia, mostly bongs. Operation Pipe, Pipe Dream was run from Pittsburgh. U.S. Attorney for Western Pennsylvania, Mary Beth Buchanan, oversaw the case. Uh, Chung was charged for his part in financing and promoting Chong Glass slash Nice Dreams, a company started by his son, Paris. So, yeah, he went to prison for a while. Which is stupid. Ouch. Yeah. Really stupid. So, hmm. anyway, back to Carol. I guess. 
We go first, full circle now. So you you can find out about it and you came in. How many interviews did we give you? Do you remember? Uh, I believe it was two. I met with you first and then with um, Matt and Brandon the second time. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing you, I think, twice before mm-hmm. you got hired on. We went through a lot of uh, – we interviewed a lot of people. Really? Yeah, before, uh, well, then I feel before we hired special. you. So <laughs> we made an act- active effort to not – hire somebody who was a fan or who was kind of aware of what we did. But you, mm-hmm. did you say you had a brother or something who watched it or um, a friend from college? You can tell the truth now. You've passed the interview. You've <laughs> got the job. You don't have to lie anymore. Yeah. Uh, no, my brother's really into <laughs> video games. He's, well, now he's almost 18. So then he was 16. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think he had, he's really involved with Halo and had heard of y'all before. So what was your first day like? My first day, I actually broke the front doors, which we have now replaced. <laughs> you did? Yeah, she did. I forgot about no, that. Are you the no person one, who put a crack in it? No one warned me about the about the door swinging open with the wind. And uh, it was the first day I went out to get the mail, and I was coming back in, and I had my hands full of mail, and uh, the door just swung open. And I tried to catch it, but since my hands were full, I... Couldn't catch it, and yeah, it kind of split at the bottom, but yeah. Uh, I thought that split had always been there. I didn't realize it was your fault. And then she screamed. <laughs> yeah. When it happened. We, we were, were talking about your scream. Yeah, we were just talking about oh, your scream when that thing exploded the other day. Right on your desk. Oh, that was very scary. The light bulb that broke. Hey, it's Jack. Hey, anyway, so we wanted to bring you in. Thank you for joining us. We wanted to bring you in and talk to you about your first experience because we were talking about oh, okay. well, our interview process. So oh, well, I hope nothing breaks for, for the rest of the day. I hope nothing causes you to scream. Well, I'm going to play your scream here in a second on here. So Oh, you have it recorded? Well, we have you as when we <laughs> – so listen, I might have unintentionally screwed up our shock challenge where I didn't explain to you the right way <laughs> the shocking device that. worked. I noticed that when I watched it over. You thought when we pressed the button you're supposed to press it right away. Yeah, you told me you told me that the last person to press the button would be shocked. And I forgot to include the fact you're supposed to wait for the, the music to stop. That's the cue to do it. I and think you just wanted me to get shocked. I think so too. I think maybe subliminally yeah, I, didn't I think want it's that. subconscious thing. Yeah. Okay, well thanks guys. <laughs> thanks, Kara. Thank you. Here's Jack. And now Jack's gonna tag in. Hey Jack, what's up? What's up, Internet? I'm gonna try to find uh, Kara screaming. Gus, did you see this did you see last week's RT Life? Uh, which one was it? It's Michael and the little remote you control so helicopter. You are so proud of that yeah, video. I love that video, man. Right, here, here, I'm going to play Kara Screaming here. Okay. <laughs> She's a great scream. Did you, we, yeah, we, were, we, were, we were just talking about... Man, were you talking about like the uh, the, the light smashing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Everybody in the office knows about that. Exactly. That was so fucking loud. I was yeah. having a meeting. Yeah. I was having a meeting in the uh, the break room, and I heard it. And then, like the person I was meeting with, had a real concerned look on his face, and I just kept going without even like, <laughs> stepping a bios. Dude, it sounded like a car drove through the front window. Like, it was so loud. It was yeah. fucking loud. The light bulb goes, Psh, and you hear. <laughs> like people were running from downstairs and yeah. from upstairs. Yeah. Well, anytime you hear a woman scream, you always know that something terrible must have happened. Yeah, yeah like there's a spider on the but floor. Like, <laughs> yeah, she has like the she has like the perfect like like B horror film yeah. ingenue scream. Just like, <laughs> yeah. We absolutely positively have to record that. We can use that for something. Absolutely. Turn it into the next uh, Wilhelm. Do you ever do like if some if a light exploded on your desk? Would you do a Yelp or what? what would, how would you react to that? <laughs> I might cuss. 
That might be. I mean, what would my exclamation be? I would. I would immediately well, check myself for cuts. That's what I always do. Like, yeah, I was I like, I am I bleeding? Okay, I'm not bleeding. All right, what the fuck was that? <laughs> check myself for cuts. No, have you ever had that happen? Like, you no, just, I mean, like, like, get cut. Yeah, yeah, but like, like, <laughs> some, like if something hits you in the head, it's like, ah, oh, shit, and then it's like immediately check to make sure you're not bleeding from your head. You think you tap your head and then look at your hand and tap yeah, your hand? Exactly. See, blood's coming away. I tell you what, I, I do that a lot hanging around with Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gavin, dude. Every time we go anywhere. It doesn't matter where we are. Gavin can find a stunt for you to try. Oh, and I even said to him the other day, I said, How the, why is it I'm always doing this stuff and you don't do anything? He goes, I'm doing something. I'm filming it. <laughs> right. Good answer. So, right good answer. Should I play me? the audio of you doing this? Okay, okay. let's ask a question. Okay. okay. You're in a parking lot. I'm in a parking you lot. You just finished, say, having I delicious hamburgers. Just finished eating hamburgers. Mm. Red Mill hamburgers. Red Red Mill. Yeah, that's a good place. I mean, Red Mill's good. Good shakes. Yeah, I had a mint truffle. Shake. Ooh. I had a chalky. A chalky? Chocolate. She had a boysenberry. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. No. Why would you eat that when you could have chocolate? Yeah. Or, or, mint, or, mint, chocolate. or mint truffle. <laughs> that, that, that's stupid. So, <laughs> Red Mills in Seattle is a good place to go get hamburgers. And so we're in the parking lot, and we're going to leave, and there's no other cars in the parking lot because it's late. We stayed until the restaurant closed. Gavin says, quite simply, the passenger door was open, and we were talking. He goes, hey. Do you think you could jump into the car? Just both feet off the ground at one time. You jump in and land in the passenger seat. <laughs> I said, that can't be hard. <laughs> it was like, that sounds so easy. Do you, do you think you could do that? I, uh, I, would, I would think so. We're talking like a rental Toyota Corolla. That's what we were driving. Wait, okay. Wait, <laughs> wait. Bring some, another story. Anyway. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, so you're saying leap from the ground. And then get into the, like, land in the seat. And the door's open. Yeah. This isn't like you're not so diving through the window. Nope. You just try to jump from the ground to the seat. You're basically, you're jumping, tucking your legs, and ducking at the I same time. I don't think so. I don't think I Yeah, that would be a little bit tougher. Like, <laughs> if, it's, if it's lower to the ground, <laughs> I imagine... Especially because it's a small car, like a Corolla. Yeah. It didn't seem that hard to me. I'm looking at this huge gap. <laughs> but anyway, how sober were you? I was completely sober. I'm going to play the audio for this. I had no tacos by this point. All right, okay. guess you can watch. You ready? Yeah. You- <laughs> like, that's a perfect time to start. Oh, my God! <laughs> I just I just saw Gus's reaction to that. <laughs> you gotta send you gotta send us that so we can oh. find a way to put that. Oh. So, That'll probably be an upcoming RT life. Oh, never mind. So that brings me to say, how would I exclaim if a light bulb broke on my desk or something? <laughs> I seem to have the same reaction every time something happens, which is just to laugh. Well, that's like when you when you almost killed yourself playing that Tony Hawk game. Exact same thing. <laughs> Jesus, you've seen that video, right? Yeah, that was great. Jack, Jack is so proud of that video. <laughs> that, that, I don't know how you didn't fall through the floor. But that, that was I mean that was such a crappy floor we had at that old. <laughs> office that man um i was trying to do is that tony hawk ride board yeah and i was trying to do a move on it and the board just went it was a wood floor with the with slick board no wheels it just goes soup right out from under me and i, went, I, went, I knew it was, was coming out. too i, I went parallel to the coming. ground and then went straight down <laughs> it, was like, it was like a cartoon yeah uh, i think it was like 50 pounds heavier at the time too oh, and it was and then uh, what was my reaction i immediately started laughing <laughs> you say, i think i broke my fucking arm and this is yeah i think i broke my fucking ribs yeah you're like, you're like one of the high ones I think I broke a rib. <laughs> I'm screaming in that video. So that is obviously my native reaction is to laugh and then tell you how I've hurt myself. I'll laugh and immediately start crying. My thing is just to get you to do like d- dumb challenges that make you get hurt. That's I'm lucky thing. to break my neck. I got you to kick the ceiling of your hotel as well. I did. I kicked <laughs> the ceiling, kick the ceiling of did. your hotel. I was able to kick the ceiling. Did you of my jump hotel. off the bed or something? Exactly what okay. I did. Was like, it like a like a, it took like a five tries like, too? Yeah. Were you like a like Pele? A Pele. Yeah. <laughs> nice. the ceiling. 
How do you not land on your neck doing that? Exactly, though? right? I'm lucky I'm not a paraplegic <laughs> at this point. I have so much fun traveling with Bernie. It's great. <laughs> you get Bernie like, killed. Like, what happens there? The VP takes over? I guess so. Do you want to happens if I die? Huh? Do you want to know what happens if I die? What happens if you die? So we have this thing called Key Man Life Insurance. Okay. Key Man. Key Man. So if I die, then a big lump sum like then like pays for like my ownership of the company. Wow. And then it goes to other owners and whatnot and mm. partners. And the power of Grayskull? The power of Grayskull. But we uh, we also had kind of another crazy thing we discovered where – I think, is it okay to talk about what we're doing? I so think it is. Gav and I were in Seattle. We got to look at Halo 4, Ooh. which they tweeted photos of us at 343. Well, they tweeted photos of us looking at a blurry screen. <laughs> <laughs> the screen was very blurry. I yeah. noticed. So it's a very blurry game. I mean, you guys um, weren't looking to reach map packs or anything like it that. Has, <laughs> it has an Instagram filter on it. Cost <laughs> them a billion dollars to the get billion it. Billion dollar filter. It was an awesome trip. It was, it was my favorite trip. It was a lot. I mean, Halo Four was a lot of fun to play. It's, I don't know what else we can say. I say we had a lot of fun. So when we were there playing Halo, we had this thing where I had to record my voice as well. Oh, cool. Um, and. It was for something we were doing. Um, okay, so this isn't for the game. This is no. for something else completely. There's something else completely. I had okay. to record my voice. But we had a headset on, and he had the mon- – it was a USB uh, uh, headset. Okay. And also then – so I was talking to the mic, and it would go in USB, and then he had the headphones I was wearing as the monitor for the sound program. But because it's going through USB, there's a processing delay. So it was like, what, a half second off? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you'd be talking, and you'd hear yourself in delay – Dude. That messes with your head. C- completely. I, I, you remember this reporter who did this? Yeah, yeah. I do, I, well, I'm a not. very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation <laughs> tonight. We had a very Darrison, but let's go ahead, Tarrison, let's prove it, the head of the pen. I can guarantee she could have said that she had a delay in her headset, and that's what you sound like. Because you start... And you just can't talk. Yeah, you're yeah. like, a, I'm Bernie Burr. And, and. <laughs> <laughs> you should really try it. Put on the headset with a delay, and it's just like amazing what it does to your brain. What if you do that and wear those drunk goggles at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> try to walk around and talk. <laughs> That's when aliens land, like one of us. <laughs> You know, oh, this the thing I just played that from actually was not from YouTube. I played that from my soundboard. Oh, cool. I remember a long time ago I was going to have a soundboard on the podcast. You did it once. But we never got it hooked up. See if you can identify what this thing is from the soundboard. Gus. All right. That's Pinky the Cat screen. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? That, no, that's that that's the end of the Cinnamon No video. But, uh, I like this. Do you know this one? I wish one of you guys had children so I could kick them in their fucking head or stomp on their testicles so you could feel my pain because that's the pain I have. Oh, this is Mike Tyson. It is Mike Tyson yeah. wishing other people had children to get stomp on their testicles. What, what was the context of that? What, what does it matter? There's no Mike context Tyson. where that works. Mike Tyson has no context at all. I wish you had children so I could stomp on their testicles. Now you feel the pain that I feel right now. <laughs> Good lord, dude. What does somebody do to him? Punched him in the face too yeah. many times. Man, Mike Tyson is kind of a bad deal. Where he was on top of the world, dude. He was a machine. Like if you watch those those videos from like the eighties and the early nineties when he was like in his prime, like we were the all black shorts and the red gloves. God yeah. damn! I mean, he would destroy people. He had a double uppercut that was like a fucking nightmare. Ugh, I've yeah. seen videos of him like getting undefeated champions out of retirement and then just knocking them out immediately. Would you ever spend a minute in the ring with that Mike Tyson? No. So people would always ask you that question, like, hey man, would you take a million bucks to get in the ring with Mike Tyson? Fuck, you know, you'd be dead. Yeah. It's like, why not just ask, would you take a million bucks to be paralyzed for the rest of your life? Or brain damage? We're going to shoot you. 
with this gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you, you, you watch like boxing or like the UFC guys. Like they'll go for like 15 minutes straight where they're gassed. Even a gassed UFC fighter would still kill me in one shot. Yeah. You know, like you see those heavyweight guys are like, yep, you could still like implode my head with one punch. <laughs> It's, yeah, I would not get in the way of any of those guys. Have you ever seen the dumb trend that people have, too, like radio hosts, and I think a jackass guy did it, where they have a UFC fighter punch him in the stomach? Yeah. Don't fucking do that. That's, that's, how, that's, that's how Houdini died. That's <laughs> what people always say. <laughs> Is that really how he died? He yeah. wasn't expecting it, though. Yeah. So Houdini, uh, in addition to being a skate artist, also was just like a weird challenge guy. Look, sounds I familiar. I don't <laughs> think he ever <laughs> ate 15 tacos, but... So he would just say... Like, one of his challenges was anybody could punch him in the stomach. And apparently, like, I think, like, somebody guy rang his doorbell. No, it was after a show. It was some college kids after a show. Uh-huh. Like, basically, he was, was like, like, backstage. Yeah, he was, was backstage. down, right? No, I think he, I think he stood up uh-huh. for it. But, like, basically, he would, like, flex, you know, flex his abs, and they would punch him in the stomach. And then would be like, oh, that's no problem. He wasn't ready for it. And the guy just clocked him right in the gut. And I think he, like, burst his spleen or something <laughs> I like think that. So. Yeah. And he died from that. Yeah, he died. Wow, I'd feel bad if... What, what, did the guy get jailed for it or something? No, no, I don't think... Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> he had declared fisticuffs. And this was a long time ago, so it was okay. <laughs> Harry Houdini died of peritonitis, secondary to a ruptured appendix. Appendix, not spleen. Wow. Uh, I witnessed an incident at the Princess <coughs> Theater in Montreal gave rise to speculation that Houdini's death was caused by a McGill University student. Look at the big brain on Jack. I pay attention. <laughs> Jay Gordon Whitehead, who delivered a surprise attack of multiple blows to Houdini's abdomen. <laughs> Jay Gordon Whitehead. That sounds like a, like a Bond villain. Yeah. He wanted the eyewitness account. Houdini was reclining on his couch after his performance, Ooh, yeah. having an art student sketch him. <laughs> that just sounds like <laughs> such an awesome like Victorian era thing. When Whitehead came in and asked if it was true that Houdini could take any blow to the stomach, Houdini replied groggily in the affirmative. In this instance, he was hit three times before Houdini could tighten up his stomach muscles to avoid serious injury. Whitehead reportedly continued hitting Houdini several more times, and Houdini acted as though he were in some pain. Uh. Oh, yeah, so Houdini died. Is there a thing you can do at the hospital where you go in and they just take out all the non-essential stuff from your body so it doesn't trouble you later? Like, can I go in and get, like, your tonsils, appendix, appendix, wisdom teeth, all gone in one go? So my dad... <laughs> There's such a huge – I've talked about it before that my dad was a priest. Well, that what that did was he had a number of years, obviously, where he could not have a kid. So my dad had me when he was 45. Um, he was fucking old, and there was a huge gap between us. I mean think about it. When I was five, he was 50. Wow. 50. But um, <laughs> the weird thing was that put, my dad was born like Depression era. Uh, that's all my dad is. Like, people talk about recycling now, where they, they throw shit away in the blue garbage can as opposed to the brown garbage can. <laughs> my dad was a fucking recycler. Like, he would save jars and shit. And, and it was just like, he would, like, wash out applesauce jars and keep them for <laughs> containers, which drive me crazy. Um, he had a thing where his uh, older brother, I think it was Paul, got tonsillitis. And so the doctor showed up. To their house and said, uh, this kid's got tonsillitis. I'm going to take out his tonsils. And the mother's like, oh, okay. Where they like knocked him out with ether. Like that's, wow. that's how old school it was. Wow. So the doctor says, um, while I'm here, do you want me to take out the other kid's tonsils too? <laughs> and she goes, sure. So all five kids got their fucking tonsils taken out because <laughs> the brother had tonsillitis. Wow. They fucking hate him for the rest of their they lives. They hate him. fucking asshole. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, hey, I'd be pissed off. Your brother is sick, so you're going to have surgery. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. My dad said to either, like, they would, it was almost like the way they do it was like a painter's mask, like that thing you see people uh-huh. play with yeah. when they mow their lawn. It was like that, but then they would pour the ether on the outside of it, like a liquid, 
and you'd breathe the fumes, and it was like, he said it sounded like a thousand bees in your head, and then you were out, and he had like a four-day headache afterwards. <laughs> oh, well, I have Jesus. an idea what we can do for the next RT Live. Yeah, <laughs> the Ether Challenge? The Ether Challenge. Who can, who, can, who can remain standing the longest? Can you imagine Ether? that, though? God. Every time I think of Ether, I think of like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons <laughs> for some right. reason. When did they stop using Ether? My dad was... They probably stopped using it 20 years before that. Probably. Some, some, fuck, some fucking imposter showed up. Have you ever been, like, medically, like, knocked out before? I have never lost consciousness in my life. Ever. Really? I've gotten, like, spots, but that's as close as I've gone. Never, okay. ever, I'm sleeping like a bastard. <laughs> I've never <laughs> lost consciousness. Have you? I, I've, I've, I've passed out one time. I've never been medically induced. I have. I, I would hope so. You got yeah. your balls chopped that's off, right? It was, it was weird. Did they, they turn you into a eunuch? <laughs> It, 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 you did. You do hear stuff in your ears though before you go out. Really? Yeah. I like know. when they did it to me, they were like, "Count back from ten when I do this," and they're like, "Okay, here we go." And I was just like, "What?" And it was like, "Terrorist guy lays the heads to back." Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even get to ten. Yeah. I. I. I, I, <laughs> I get a ten from ten. Yeah. I just, I've, I've been I just put under work. once, and I've had the twilight. Anesthesia, where you're not really out, but you don't remember. Oh, there's, a, there's an animated adventure about and I've that. Almost passed Very. out once, but when I when they when they put me under, just like you said, they say come back from ten. I got to nine. Yeah, I remember. Wow. I said ten, nine, and then I was like, I woke up hours later. Yeah, wow. you you, you want to be like hardcore and get all the way to one? Like I'm gonna fight this. Yeah, and it was just like. <laughs> like, like in my head, I was like, "Oh man, what if I get to one? Like, are they going to give me more gas? Are they, like, they going to make me start over?" Uh, Wait, I take it. I take it back. I have passed out twice. I, I blacked out one time from drinking, and then one time I stood up too quick and passed. Oh yeah, you <laughs> <too quick. laughs> no, I talked about that on the podcast yeah? before. Right? Yeah, like, you, you, I, you threw up at the pool. Uh, no, 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 that was different. That was, oh. I, I didn't pass out that night. No, I passed out on New Year's. I got, like, blackout drunk in my house. I thought you said you, you passed out, and then you woke up with Fritos all over you. No, no. <laughs> oh, shit, okay, three times. <laughs> Clearly, this has not affected your mental <laughs> state. <laughs> okay, the two times I passed out because of drinking, and they're both at my house. Like, I, I was I like make sure I was not anywhere else. Like, I wasn't anywhere else. Well, no, that's, you know, you at least want to be in somewhere you, you know, you feel safe. Like, safe you place. <laughs> you don't want to get, like, pass out drunk at a party or something like that. Then, you you know, people will fuck with you. you that know? could be kind of yeah, fun. <laughs> You don't want them putting Fritos on you at some strange place just they, in the comfort of your own house. They were cheese puffs. Cheese puffs. <laughs> but then the other time I had my feet like up too high and I stood up too quick and blood rushed in my head and I passed that. I think I told, I told, told that story in the podcast. I've fallen down from getting up too fast, but I've never like gone to sleep from it. Oh no, I, like, I was out for like probably a good 15 seconds. <laughs> well, it was enough to fall over and knock my TV stand on, like down. One time when I was a kid, I was hanging out with some other kids. It must have been like 10 or 11. And we had some helium balloons and we kept breathing oh, them yeah. to do the oh, funny God. voices. But I kept doing it nonstop, and I wasn't actually taking a breath of real oxygen. <laughs> so then, after you know several inhalations of helium, I, helium, like I was sitting in a chair, and I felt myself like sliding it to the side, and I could see like all of my vision was getting black in the peripheral, and was just coming down to a point, and I was like tunnel vision, sliding off the chair, and someone grabbed me and shook me, and I took like a big inhale, you know, I inhaled really big, and then I like snapped back. Wow, wow, jeez, so don't, don't breathe too much helium. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> There's a video of a girl. Breathed a shitload of helium and passed out. <laughs> it's really funny. But you, I mean, you're concerned about the girl. Like, she's got this mylar balloon. Oh no! Which, by the way, have you heard about like the worldwide shortage of helium? Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. What? And like the, that, you should not buy helium party balloons ever because so much helium is being used for recreational purposes, and they need helium for 
industrial like semiconductor yeah. uh, purposes. Like the, the U.S. government artificially deflates the <laughs> deflates <laughs> artificially <laughs> manipulate the price of helium to lower it to make it a cheap commodity. It should actually, if, if it was left to free market free market <laughs> forces, it would be much more expensive. It would be incredibly expensive. It would be on the rise. Yes, it would be on the rise. <laughs> so. and, and, and it sounds stupid, but the problem with helium is that it's it, it's really rare because it's so light it just floats away. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to find. Use some of the bucket just at the top of the sky. He's got he holds it upside down. Yeah. Just force it all back down. Put his hand over it. I got some. Did you get some giant mylar balloons collecting it all? Yeah. Yeah. I just imagine the old helium miners. It's like we hit a pocket of gas. What was it? I don't know. We can't figure it out. No, this is maybe a dumb question, but how do you mine for gases? Like, I don't, I don't understand. How do, how do they find this? Trapped in fossils, isn't it? Yeah, they probably hit a pocket when they drill. Yeah? Uh, they probably like, look for it the way they look for anything. Huh. Let's find out. What is helium mining? Or what, is it argon? Not argon. What, what's the other the other gas that makes your voice get real deep? There's a gas. I don't know. I yeah, don't there's like, it's like a reverse of helium where it makes your voice super low. I think that's a lot more toxic than helium as well. But well, you, no, well, it's, you can inhale it. No, I've seen people do oh, this. Yeah. yeah, but there's a weird toxicity to it. Do you know what it is? No. Okay, so the thing with helium, the, you know why it makes your voice <laughs> higher? It's because it's less dense than air, also why it floats. So you can higher, you can inhale other things that make your voice deeper. The problem is that they do that because they're more dense than air. So what happens is you can breathe too much in. And it settles in your lungs, and you can't get it out. Oh, and you, you can't. You have to go upside down. Yeah, you have to like pour it out of your, <laughs> out of your face, wow. or, or you have to make sure you massively exhale to do it. Huh. I think they talked about it one time on MythBusters. Yeah, mm-hmm. same thing with kids who breathe um, uh, carbon dioxide from uh, rocks. No, no, from uh, dry ice. Oh, like yeah. People do that at parties, like then they blow the smoke out. Well, you can see that's literally more dense than air, yeah, yeah. so there's a danger there that it can settle in your lungs. And you suffocate just by the density of the air. It's not toxic, but you just replace it. I mean, if you breathe enough helium, you pass out. Yeah, so yeah it displaces all the oxygen out of your lungs. Like and invis- then since it's settled so much lower, it's occupying more volume. So it yeah. just reduces your lung capacity. Right. Real, it's like, like invisible yeah. fire. It's like one of those things <laughs> you can't see, but will fucking kill you. If you want to live, you have to do a handstand right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you ever seen, you ever seen, I've seen like, movies that start like that? You ever seen the experiment too, where they put the, some kind of gas in the fish tank, and it's so dense that they can float a aluminum foil boat on it? Yeah, yeah, it's the same kind of thing too. Oh yeah, like, what, what's, the, what's the name of that gas? Before? I want to say hexa. You got a laptop in front of you. Hexa that? something. That thing well, listen, I'm, about to, I, I'm not looking that up because I'm going to tell you how helium is extracted. All right, I'm going to look it up. After an oil drilling operation in 1903 in Dexter, Kansas. It produced a gas geyser that would not burn. Kansas State geologist Erasmus Hayworth collected samples of the escaping gas and took them back to the University of Kansas in, at Lawrence, where, with the help of chemists, there's a lot of names in here, he discovered that the gas consisted of, by volume, 72% nitrogen, 15% methane, 1% hydrogen, and 12% an unidentifiable gas. They discovered helium in 1903? They had to have known helium existed. That sounds up really to that. late. With further analysis, Katie and McFarland discovered that. 1.84% of the gas was helium. Hmm. Sulfur hexafluoride. Hexafluoride. I knew some hexa something or other. Sulfur. Why would you breathe sul- Breathing sulfur just seems like a bad idea. It, it's funny. I did go- so I'm doing Google search on my phone. I did gas, t- like I did gas that. I was going to do, you know, spell that out. I put gas, T-H, and the first thing that came back was gas that makes your voice sound deep. Wow. Really? Like, it was like, yeah, I guess people are looking that up, so. Funny. I've never heard of that before. No? Probably because I'm not a big sulfur hexafluoride fan. <laughs> So we were uh, when you guys were talking about the sound of things in your head. I told Gavin a story this weekend. Uh, the only thing I've ever talked about before. 
You know how sometimes we get the, like the massive invasion of caterpillars in, in Austin sometimes sure. in the spring? Yep. Yeah. We used to, I used to live down in Buda, which is a lot more rural than here. So we got that. Well, an offshoot of that is after the caterpillars go away, they become moths or they become something flying like little yellow bu- butterflies. And you could walk through my grass in Buda and it, they would like fly up all around you. And I was mowing some of my high grass and like freaking moths are flying around like maniacs. One of them flies in my ear. Ooh. Like live, whoop, right in there, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and it was like in my ear, freaking out, like, like oh, you imagine, like yeah. you know, like holding onto a moth that's flapping its wings. <laughs> it was doing that and freaking out big time. And, oh my god! And then it was so maddening because what would be your reaction in that? You try to pull it out. Well, your, my first reaction was cover my ear because it's this loud, incredibly loud noise. It is so strange to have a loud noise. Then you cover your ear and it doesn't change it at all. Whoa! That was like that was bizarre. Bizarre, and I was like, that freaked me out even more. And uh, my neighbor came over. We were trying to get it out of my ear, and, and, <laughs> and like he had like a pair of tweezers, and he'd like grab a leg uh. on the moth in there. And as soon as you grab the leg of the moth, the moth would go. We <laughs> got some more, and I was like, oh, I thought I was going, I, I thought I was going to go crazy. I mean, just like just from the like grossness and weirdness of it. And eventually, like three minutes into this endeavor, he goes, "Why don't we just pour some rubbing alcohol in your ear and kill it?" And that's what he did, and killed it. And that was like the greatest thing of all time. And then I went to the emergency room and they pulled it out and then they they irrigate. That's how they get shit out of your ear. They irrigate it. Mm-hmm. That, is the lo- that is the loudest thing ever. That is like they stick a syringe with, with water in your ear and it sounds well, like... Well, they just blast your eardrum. And dude. it's gross, dude. So much crap comes out of your eardrum. Uh, Have you ever done that before? No. no it's why? disgusting. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in your ear. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And, but then afterwards, like you feel like you're floating. Are you like a superhero after that? You can hear everything? <laughs> Yeah, I could. I did really well. I could hear amazing things but out of my right ear. You do. It feels like you're floating almost because it's like, whoa, like it's just everything. It feels like air is just blowing through your head <laughs> more so than usual. I can hear radio waves. <laughs> There's a video online of two guys and they pull this thing out of one guy's ear. It's two brothers. It's like they work for like five minutes in this video and they pull this massive chunk. I'm going to have to find this video now. The only is reason it gross? I'm, the only, thing I'm, only reason I'm bringing gross. it up is because of, of – I'm linking the video in the link dump, so now i got to find that thing for you, Gus. All right. How was your weekend, Gus? you do anything exciting? No, no, not at all. played a bunch of Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Yeah. That's Dude, I'm excited. Trials uh, Trials Evolutions comes out this week. comes out on Wednesday. actually comes out today, I suppose, when we're releasing this podcast. Nice. And, uh, yeah, there's like there's a map editor thing, so we're going to see if maybe about doing some horse maps or, like, uh, like asking people. So you make your maps. own Trials maps inside of Trials now? Yes. That's pretty cool. So I'm not yeah, sure what the file share. It, it, it makes me think of Excite Bike for some reason. Yeah, yeah, kind of. NES. But in, there's also multiplayer too in Trials uh, in this version of Trials. But um, I, I like the idea of Jeff and I like side by side trying to you know him on his machine, me on my machine, trying to complete it first. Mm-hmm. So that could be fun. We so. played some at PAX East, didn't we? And it is a lot of fun. You've, and I kept doing <laughs> so like so the multiplayer is literally you can do four people side by side by side, and um, it, like you get scored based on how how many faults you have and who wins. But you can also win by launching your guy off his bike, like intentionally bailing and sending your guy flying. So fucking Gavin picked up this exploit. Every single race. I, I'd come from like third place and just leap, just be like, woo! Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. be like, <laughs> when you bail, you get like a burst of speed. So you'd be like yeah. this flying body going past the, the finish line and beating But it's, me. it's tough because you fall behind in that game and you just, you're done. You have to yeah. respawn. So like, it's it's really intense race. Yeah, it's fun. You, it's you, like, you literally, fun. you've got to go from here to there and, and you're dead. So Yeah. And then you have to wait for, like, the next checkpoint for yeah. someone to cross. Or, like, the last person who's alive to cross the checkpoint to respawn everyone who's dead. I can't wait to play so, that this week. It's, yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm super, super excited for it, man. There's a bunch of cool games coming out, man. What else is coming out? 
Dude, Assassin's Creed's coming out in October. Oh, oh I bet you meant like this week. So, so the demo week. for that at oh. PAX looks awesome. Dude, uh, Witcher 2 comes out this week as well. Oh, nice. I'm, uh, people have been Witcher 2's not out yet? Uh, it's, it's not for the PC, so it's coming out for the Xbox. Hey, I know okay. some people who play that on the PC, and they always are trying to get me to play that game. Yeah. So well, well, we got a chance we, to try it out. We got a copy here in the office. Yeah. Check it out. Did you guys see the Assassin's Creed 3, buddy? I did. How was it? I thought it looked great. Mm. They, um, it's okay to talk about it, right? Yeah. It's publicly displayed. So they said, you know, he's based on an American Indian... Uh, and mixed with, I think, British. British, right? Yeah. I think so. British colonial mixed with American Indian. And so it's like they wanted to use the natural environment of colonial America. So he like goes through trees a lot and not through like enormous buildings like he does in Italy or mm-hmm. wherever. Uh, where was the first one set? First one was set in... Persia? Um, yeah, in... Uh, it was like Jerusalem and stuff. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Anyway, um, Persia would be a little too close to Prince Persia probably in that case. But... Um, yeah, and so they said the big deal was to try to make him go through the trees, but not look like Tarzan, you know. And it's like they had to use the trees and the branches. Looks it looks badass. Yeah. And uh, then the other big thing they talked about is how they always wanted him to kill on the move, and they showed the way like he like runs through people, like kills one, kills the other, like just doesn't stop moving. Oh, pretty awesome. That's pretty yeah. cool. So you're almost done with two, right? Like you're doing the thing. So someone actually asked me on Twitter this weekend if they were playing Assassin's Creed. Like, should they, what should they play? And I, t- I told the guy start on two and then play Brotherhood, then play Revelations, play the whole the trilogy of Ezio, and that's that's in my opinion the way to do it. But you know, like some people say, you know, you can just play Revelations or, or whatever. But I, I say play all three because the story is incredible. Hmm. And so, did you have to look online to solve the puzzles? Um, some of them got really hard. I don't know. I don't think I did in two. No, I, I don't think I did. Because I know we made guides for them. Yeah, uh, they can check out AchievementHunter.com for all <laughs> yeah. the Assassin's Creed guide needs. If you're having issues, you can absolutely go there. There's also a, I tell you what, I use your feather guides like a maniac on yeah. there. I've got the, the feather maps. That was one of the first really big popular maps I made, too, was the mm-hmm. feather maps for Assassin's Creed 2. I, I remember pulling, working on that for a long time. Yeah, I pull in a lot of views for those things still. Yeah, maps have gotten so much better since then, though. You're pulling in a bunch from me right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's cool the way you make those maps because it's a map of, like, say, Venice. And it shows the location of all the feathers by number, and then at the bottom there's a checklist, so when you check it off, it removes it from the map. Yeah, that's the that's, old map. That's a cool design that you yeah. made, though. Well, I, I mean, I, I didn't make it. I, I, I have to give credit to this guy, uh, Ray is his name. I forget his last name. But he was a guy, he actually, I made the um, the map for Shadow Complex. Yeah. And uh, I kind of, like, I basically, I started working on this thing on my own, and then I like, just asked for help, and this guy found me, and he, him and I put this map together, where I made the content, and he made the, the wrapper, essentially, and makes it look very, very badass. So, he's since gone on to help me kind of redesign some other maps, and um, so now, anytime you see the maps with, like, the little check button, like, now if you see a map, you can actually click on a box, it'll, like, click on a, the button, it'll pop up with a video, and then you can, like, on there, you can actually check off, saying, I have this, and then it'll vanish from the map itself. Okay, so, cool. But the, the, the map for Assassin's Creed 2, that thing is like what almost three years old at this point yeah. so that one doesn't have that sort of stuff built into it but but it does have the video i can click on the feather and yeah, see the video yeah. of it yeah yeah but maps have gotten better but you know i'm still very proud of that one. do you think they'll make another shadow complex game they're working on it aren't they haven't they, they? Haven't they publicly announced that are they yeah they're, um, they're, I, don't know. I think there was another game they were making in their intermediate time but they're going to start work on shadow complex did they either just started work on it or they're about to start work was on shadow it? complex a success Financially? I don't know. That was a um, chair. Is that the name of the company made it? Yeah, I don't I remember. I know it was Epic. Did a lot of publicity for it. It yeah. was really good. Well, it's okay. based on the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that game was a hell of a lot of fun, man. I remember when they announced it at, at I think E3 or PAX. That was excellent progression in that game. Like you actually felt yourself getting more powerful. Yeah. By the like, end, you were like, you by were the end of it, it's just like nobody's and you're just <coughs> smacking people yeah. across the map, missiles, <laughs> and you could ru- remember that boost. 
Yeah. And you run across water. Yeah. yeah. So great. But then they had the achievement, too, to, like, beat the game with, like, a less amount of equipment. Like, get, like, less than 15%. I think it was 13%. Than, and yeah. You couldn't get, like, the the stuff you really needed. But yeah. Game, it was a really... It was a really awesome achievement. And then they had one, like, beat it within an hour or something. Yeah. Like, they had a whole bunch of different cool achievements. Like. I actually 100% in that game. I think actually. I did, too, I'm maybe. Pretty sure I did as well. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, you're right. It was Chair. And the game they made, instead of Shadow Complex 2, was Infinity Blade on the iOS. Oh, okay. Oh, that did pretty well. Yeah. Did it? That was a... Did it? I want to say it was, like, a $9 game. Am I crazy? I think it was more than that, was it? So something they probably like made that. more money doing that. Uh, but, yeah, I guess, like, the Cliffy B has said that Shadow Complex 2 is largely designed and is ready to, ready to be worked on. Hmm. Clifford Blazinski. He's a good dude. I had a, I had a chance to talk to him at GDC this year. You did? Yeah. What do you have to say? Uh, well, actually, I was, I was with the Mega64 guys, and he came up, and they were talking. Like, they had worked with him on a video for GDC that year, and so he came he, up. He stars in a lot of their videos. He does cameos in yeah. a lot of Mega64 videos. But he came up there, and him and his, uh, his really hot fiance, I guess, at the time now. And I think we've discussed at length. And, uh, yeah. We <laughs> a were couple talking, of times. Although, I got to say, so the, I need it, Bernie, I needed your help, or Gus, I needed your help there, because those fuckers, Mega64 and Cliffy B claim that the Mexican food in California is better than Mexican food in Texas. They're fucking maniacs, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffy's from North Carolina. Yeah. What so, the fuck? I mean, what is he eating over because, there? Because, I mean, they're down, like the Mexican 64 guys. The Mexican 64 guys are in San Diego, so they claim, like, oh, we know we know what real Mexican food is. No, they're so wrong. Well, I mean, you could, I could at least make – it makes sense a little bit that, you know, Mega 64 being in Southern California, they like Baja Mexican. But Cliffy's like – Well, I think he's out in California a bunch. Like, but. I get it, but, I mean, what do you eat? Does Mexican food have lobster in North Carolina? <laughs> no. Like, so <laughs> – Pulled pork burritos or it, something. But I was like so out, I was really out man. <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> but I was, I was totally out man, so I wasn't able to uh, make a good argument back. You got to represent, dude. And then uh, queso. Yeah, that, that's oh, our dude, that's our secret weapon. Tex-Mex means meat and cheese. That's what that means. <laughs> and then uh, then for some reason we started like they had bags of chips at this party we were at, and the the next thing became knock the bag of chips out of someone's hand and step on them. So there was like one bag of barbecue chips I got left, and I looked away, and uh, Cliff's uh, his fiance knocked them out of my hand and stepped on them. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. So anyway, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's I, like I the bet worst you weren't game too ever. annoyed, huh? You weren't too annoyed. About I was. I was kind of annoyed. They're actually really tasty <laughs> oh, really? chips. Yeah, they knock but. a bag of chips. It's like knocking a salmon out of a bear's hands. I'm thinking your life in your hands is knocking a bag of chips out of Jack's hands, man. Yeah, we were on like the like the you know, 30th floor of a hotel too, so hmm, who knows what happens? Yeah, his fiance's name we've talked about it before. Her name is Leet Lauren. Yeah. And but she was super nice too. They're good people. Like it was the first yeah, time I was like, she's not knocking chips out of your yeah. Hand. Other than that part, but it was the first time I like I'd seen you know I'd seen Cliff around a bunch, but I'd never actually had a chance to talk to him. So but, my uh, name was Clifford. I would go by Clifford. Clifford. I'd make everyone call me Clifford. Then nice. people would call you the Big Red Dog. No, <laughs> just Clifford Blazinski. It's a great name. But it was pretty cool. Like um the uh, like we were I was sitting around talking to the Mega sixty four guys and um and Tim Schaefer like walks up and he's like oh I saw the video I liked it a whole lot I think they did something with him where like it was him like having stacks of money because it was right around the time the Kickstarter thing yeah. kicked off so anyway but it was fun cool party that was actually the party I was at I was talking to this guy and like he's like oh what do you do I'm like oh, I work with Rooster Teeth he's like oh that's cool he's like I'm like what do you do he's like oh I write Assassin's Creed and I was like oh my god and I totally had a fanboy moment were you, were you like Assassin's Creed is that like a movie <laughs> what is no no I, I totally I like I, I had to leave like I, I fanboyed out I'm like I told him I was like the last like Five percent. I have to leave now. I was like, the last five percent of Assassin's Creed Revelations is some of like my favorite. Stop like, saying that. I'm stuff. playing the game. You're Hurry hyping up. it too much. Hurry up. Be you're hyping it too much. Two and then Brotherhood, then Revelations. You have been hyping machine. it for a long time. I have been. You know what? You know what? You know what? You hyped up that I finally got into. Fuck. 
Go ahead and say. Game of Thrones. Say Game of Thrones. Okay. Game of Thrones. I'm actually mad at people who didn't hype this more to me. Holy crap, dude. Because I knew people were talking about it and like, okay, this is good. I watched the first season of Game of Thrones because it finally came out in home video. God damn, that was good. It's a good fucking show. And I just got him going on it too. Sorry. Because it's all over the <laughs> we got the to lower those levels a bit. Lots of red lights going on. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Oh my god, that show's awesome. Yeah, you showed it to me on the plane. I watched episode one and your laptop ran out of battery like 40 <laughs> minutes in and I was like, no. But no, we we have the Blu-rays here at the office, and I took them home and I watched over the course of like two weeks. I watched the whole first season, and then yesterday I went and visited my sister, brother-in-law, my new awesome nephew, and they have HBO and they're in the Game of Thrones. So I watched the first three. Oh, I watched the first two episodes and waited for the third episode to come on. Don't say anything. So anyway, it was really really badass. So here's here's the problem. Alamo does Alamo Draft House here in Austin does this really cool thing where they will show. Like Walking Dead or Mad Men, yeah, and you get to go in and watch or Breaking Bad or Breaking Bad. Oh, did you do Breaking Bad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Breaking I'm Bad. totally doing that with Breaking Bad. So you go in and watch the movie, and you eat at the Alamo because it's a dinner movie theater. Good food. I'm sure everybody, anybody who listens to this podcast, we're talking <laughs> about the Alamo before, but they don't show Game of Thrones because it's HBO and they can't do that. Really? Yeah, they can't, can't pay to go see it. Yeah, I guess it's like a premium. Well, no, but it's network. like I guess yeah. See that that's more of it than anything because. Like, I mean, technically... No, that's the only thing, Jack. Yeah. What else would it be? Well, no, no, because... I mean, you hate medieval shit. <laughs> no, no, because technically you're paying to go see Mad Men, but, I mean, you're not you're not paying to see that. You're paying for the food. Yeah, yeah but they can't rebroadcast. It's it's like a different rule when okay. it's premium access versus it's private. cable. Okay. okay. See, the way they, the loophole, I think, with the TV shows is that they can't charge you to, to see it because yeah. they can't charge you to see something that's free. Yeah, that's and like so, when they, they show football and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can... You, it's a completely free. It's just first come, first serve. So. Yep. But they do they do the thing where it's kind of like, well, if you pay five dollars to like a five dollar food voucher, you're guaranteed a seat. It's like, ah, yeah. right. So you pay five bucks to get in, and then the five bucks goes towards your food bill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, I went to the Alamo Lake Creek on Friday. I hadn't been up there in a while. And that, that theater's it's like that was one of the theaters that uh, Tim Lee, who's the CEO and the owner of the Alamo, he actually gave away for a while, and then he recently became like, or he he became the CEO recently and took back all of the Alamo. He sold it to a group of investors who were going to take the concept of the Alamo and franchise it out. Yes, which they attempted to do in the Lake Creek was one of the ones they opened. Yeah, and so initially the, the Lake Creek one was really nice, and then it kind of kind of dipped in quality, and now it's back up to really badass. Yeah, I only went so. like right after it opened, and I remember it being pretty nice. Yeah, and so, uh, but it was cool. I mean, it was hell of a drive. I actually went and saw uh, American Reunion with uh, oh, God. My, wow, did you really? Yeah, is Shannon Elizabeth in that? She is. Is she naked? No. The fuck it. I'm not. Care. I don't care. Was it good? She's not interested. She made, was, a, she made a rule. She wasn't gonna be naked anymore. I know. Yeah. If, if you like the American Pie movies, it was pretty good. It's also known as the "Don't Cast Shannon Elizabeth" rule. <laughs> I don't think she was in another movie after she made oh, that rule. What, what was any of them? She in was in uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> <laughs> Big movie. Well, he said any movie. I named a movie. Uh, he did name a movie. Come on. He did. That's a good point. I can't remember. She was actually really hot in that movie. Too. She was called Jane Justice. She was Silent Bob Strike Back. I can't not separate in my head between that. Remember and that dog, was the one with Jason no, Bob is like the final one. It was like they, every they have character the, from all of the movies. Yeah, they, they like have the monkey. Episode. Like they they start remember because it was it was uh, what's his name the chasing Amy guy sold the rights to Jay and Silent Bob to a movie company and then Jason Lee's character went and made that movie and so they were going to Hollywood to get their movie money their goddamn movie it's, money. It's the movie where Jason Lee and Ben Affleck play themselves and then play a character. Yeah, yeah, in the same movie. Yeah, exactly. They make think, themselves as their character and then later on they are themselves. Yeah, and then um, it's confusing. Yeah, and uh, and then it's like the hot chicks all show up. It's uh, Ali Larder, um, what's her name? Um, Jane Elizabeth. Jane Elizabeth. And then Elijah Dushku, Elijah Dushku, however you say your name. And then Kevin Smith's wife is oh, the other one. Hot, another hot one. Yeah, so it's like the four of them. They're like they're like cat burglars, and they stumble into them. They think they're trying to save a monkey, and then, and then Shannon Elizabeth's super hot. Man, you aren't kidding. She really does not have 
<laughs> she, she's been in a lot of bad movies. Wasn't yeah. she in Scary Movie? Yeah. Was, was she? Be- was that before or after American? I take these to be more stuff as Anna Ferris, man. I love She's in that new... Um, scary Movie was after. She's in that Borat movie, not Borat. The, the Dictator. Dictator. Yeah. You know what, like, that, the, the, the dictator? New, the new trailer for The Dictator actually makes me, like, interested in it. The first trailer <sighs> was terrible. I'm just scared. Like, that fucking Bruno movie was so terrible. I never saw Bruno, so. Uh, I, it just made me really, it makes me really hesitant to watch another movie by him. Like, the, the older, I think the older I've gotten, the more I've grown to dislike that humor where it's, like, making other people, putting them in awkward situations. You know, like, but at it first was, it was, like, really, really funny. Now I'm, like, kind of cringing for those people. I love cringe. I live for the cringe. I love yeah. that stuff. But, like, Ambush, I think, is different than cringe. Like, The Office is classic cringe comedy. They, were, I like, mean, the U.S. Office, they really, really creamed it with the cringe. It yeah. Was, <laughs> unbelievable. It sounds so <laughs> dirty when you say that. <laughs> say, say that. Say that slower and softer. Creamed it with the cringe. I'm not going to say that again. Uh, Ridiculous. Say dirty, but that's a little different than ambush <laughs> stuff. Where like the person's not, yeah, they're not in on it, you know. So I don't know. I used to think it was really funny. Now I'm like, I, I actually Borat was on this weekend, and I watched a little of it, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> like they had that dinner party, you know, where he yeah, shows yeah. up and he like craps in a bag. It's like, <laughs> oh, he calls the hooker oh, to be his date. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, that's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched it not too long ago, and uh, I, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. They're really secretive about the making of that movie. Like nobody knows anything about it. Because it's in terms what? of like, what, like how they found the people and stuff. Yeah, I know oh, that there was uh, the, the those guys in the the motorhome sued. Yeah, oh, did they, they? they said that the producers got him drunk and then put him on camera. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it, honestly, it's like the people on screen are being pun- punished for trying to be nice. Yeah, and trying to like, yeah, you know, like, guide this guy through this process. The people at that dinner party are being very nice. But, right. then, <laughs> but then again, like, like they say some stuff that it's like you just can't say that. Like when he was going to look at guns. And he's like, so, like, would this gun be good to kill Jew? And he's like, or, no, he asked, what, what would be a good gun to kill a Jew? And he's like, well, I'd recommend the Glock. <laughs> and he's like, it doesn't even, like, it doesn't stop me. Like, uh, well, you probably shouldn't shoot at any. And, like, he doesn't say anything. He just immediately goes into, like, let me show you these weapons. It's like, oh, come on. Like, yeah, that's a little, yeah, that's, 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 that's over the top. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway. I mean, it, there was no trick editing in that. It was literally one shot, you know, so. You know, there's a, uh, there's a, what is it? Punked. There's an episode of Punk Day that I don't know if they aired or not where Zach, pra- Zach Braff punched a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I forget. I just read about it recently where he, like, knocked punched a kid. Tried to, knock, tried to knock somebody out because they were fucking with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, uh, they did something to his car. Let me see. Punched. Oh, that's, that's the worst. They did, they did something like Frankie Muniz where they stole one of his, like, fancy race cars or something one time. Yeah, Zach Braff busted for beating up kid on punks. <laughs> Scrub star Zach Braff was mortified when he was taped beating up a kid <laughs> who covered his new Porsche in paint during a prank for the TV show Punked. This is in 2006. How old was the kid? The actor oh. unknowingly appeared on Ashton Kutcher's <laughs> Kutcher. Practical Joke show. And how often does Ashton Kutcher turn up on our podcast? Ashton Kutcher. Set up by friends and Scrub co-star Donald Faison, uh, and it had to be cut from the show. <laughs> Donald thought this would be the perfect opportunity to have me on Punked, so we go to a liquor store. <laughs> Keep in mind, there are hidden cameras all over the liquor store, so he knows he's on TV. Then we go outside. These little kids are spray-painting the car. I think that my brand-new car with, like, 100 miles on it had just been ruined by spray-paint graffiti. They choreographed the whole thing, and I wasn't supposed to catch the kid, but I caught him. <laughs> and I'm not a big fighter or anything, but with the adrenaline and everything going on, I just started pummeling him. <laughs> I don't know. It was so dark, but part of the punking that he was, like, a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> oh, my God. That kid, so that was six years. That kid's like eighteen now. Oh man, I didn't even hear about that. So I bet, Zach I bet he got, Braff beat the shit out of the twelve-year-old. You think that that guy like totally hates Zach Braff? Nice, like a fucking asshole. But he's probably I'm, eighteen I'm, now. He's gonna come back. 
I'm sure you got some money for that, though, I would think. 12-year-old spray paints your car. Yeah. Do you get to hit the kid? God. Is he, is he like a punk kid? He's trying to the car! <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't know. What's the definition of a punk? I, he definitely gets a shaking. I don't no. know about, I don't know about, like, I would grab him and be like, you are not leaving. Well, like, okay, what's, you get, you got a 13 year old, let's make him a teenager. Oh, 13 year old kid, you get one punch. What does a kid have to do to get a punch? Oh man. If he punches you, can he punch him back? The, the, if he, if he connects. If it's like, if it's like a gav punch where it doesn't really hurt that much, that's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Gav, Gav tried to punch me one time. It was cute. I just bounced off him. I bounced off the golden beard. Uh, dude, I dead like Gavin at the uh, the RVB party we had at, at South by, and he had never. He didn't know what that was, right? No, I knew what it was. I just didn't. Ex- Sorry, just showing Jack a picture. Of my I would girl. not punch that. That showed up on Twitter. Um, yeah, I dead like Gavin, and he was walking around with a camera, and it suddenly got very. Yeah, well, my job is to go around filming the event, and then you dead like me, and, I, <laughs> and all the footage from then on is limp, limp. <laughs> You just have – Gavin came into the office today, and it was literally about 15 seconds before I wanted to hit him. He just started – This is not an appropriate reaction for a co-worker. He just starts talking, and it's like, oh, God, I just want what to hit I you. Say? I don't even remember, but you said something so fucking stupid that I was like, <laughs> I have to hit you now. <laughs> so right. that's what a 12-year-old has to do. They have to say something stupid in front of you. If he's British, that's a whole other story. So is it the accent that drives you crazy, or is it what he actually says that drives you I think, I think it's what crazy. he says. It's that – the combined with the accent – I don't know. Terrible. So <laughs> you, Terrible. you should spend a day trying to speak like an American and see if he still wants to punch you. Have you heard Gavin's American accent? Yeah. I'm not, I'm he, not doesn't, doing it. he does not like doing it. I love it when he does it. I, I love making foreigners have American accents. They always go Southern. They always go Southern. Not necessarily. Almost always. <laughs> <laughs> they always do unless they don't. <laughs> they always do, except those times they do not. Do you go uh, Southern? Uh, I don't know. I'm not doing it, though. No, I'm not asking you to do it. I'm just asking you to get all crazy all of a sudden. I don't know. I, d- I probably couldn't even tell the difference between a southern. Uh, okay, uh, you really can't. Like, do we, like our accents. What do we have? Just a- American, L- loud, <laughs> loud. <laughs> I told someone in Seattle that fuck you. I told someone in Seattle that uh, Texas is not considered part of the South. Yeah, that, that is true. And it's the southern, like it, borders Mexico. The South it? means something, though. Yes, uh, it's it's too far west. It's considered the West. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was right we're in the southwest. Yeah. Part of, we're part of the south. Like, Louisiana is the last part of the south. Yeah, yeah, but there's more time zones to the west than there are to the east. More, Yes, that is correct. So that it probably way. has to do with colonialization and the movement of people from east to west across the country. I think the south is literally defined as the Confederate states. Yeah. Yeah, it's anything east of the Mississippi, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Is that correct? That sounds right. Yeah, but east of the Mississippi, does that include Louisiana? Louisiana, oh, Louisiana goes through the Mississippi, or Louisiana is the the, yeah. the, yeah, New the Orleans, eastern border of, yeah. of Louisiana, right? Yeah, yeah, it like has that little leg that sticks yeah, out yeah. across. But yeah, so, I, would, I would consider Louisiana part of the part of the South, the quote unquote South. And it goes up all the way through. Is North Carolina part of the South? I guess it is. I would say yes. Virginia is so. Yeah, we're, we're in the geography. I have no idea. About it. <laughs> yeah, Gavin's sitting here, his I'm, eyes I'm, glazing I'm over. I'm going to ask you some basic stuff. Okay, about like you tell me what part of the country it is: west, north, central, whatever. I'm, I'm not even sure what okay. where. Okay, let's start with something relatively simple. Where is Florida? East, east, and down. East, southeast. Then. That's mm-hmm. the south. Down, yep. down a bit. <laughs> down down a bit to the left. Where is? Let me think about this. Utah. Where, where's Utah? Uh, it's in the middle. I'd say it's in the middle. I mean, it's west middle. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's, I consider it like a, Can you name what, all 50 considered. states? 
Sure. Like right now. Uh, there's a song we used to know, but yeah, I can definitely name them. Go for it. I'm not gonna, uh, listen, it would take forever. It yeah, would take well over that's a minute. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you would miss them out in Phil City. No, no, no. I mean, I would, I would have to put them, like, I have to go through a checklist. It's 50 items. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can definitely name every state. I used to be able to name every capital of every state. Yeah, there was and a, I was a teaching my son that. that, yeah. And I, he would knew he knew at three, he knew all 50 capitals. He doesn't know anymore, though. Is it Dover, Delaware? Is that the uh, capital of Delaware? I want to say yes. I used to know. I don't know. I know. It's like, it turns out it doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't need to know that shit. Yeah. That's, so, a, that's like GPA. It's like, no one gives a shit about your GPA. So we were. Well, you do up to a point, and well, then once like, you get out yeah, of college, there's like a point at which uh, that is that's like something that's super relevant and important in your life that Amazing. no one cares about after a certain point in time. Like a film yeah. degree, it is weird to work <laughs> on something for four years essentially that you use once. Yep, like you used to get your first job, and then you never nobody ever asks you ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like the equivalent of your SAT scores when you're in high school. It's like. I, nobody cares about what your SAT scores is anymore, mm-hmm. and it was so important at the time, but then it didn't matter. Like, can you imagine not getting a job today because your SAT scores are too low? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, like, yeah. you're, like, you're like, what? So, sorry, sir. No, can't do it. Ooh. <laughs> 1,200. Yikes. We need uh, 1,400 at least. <laughs> and now it's even different because now the SAT scores are completely different. Yeah, it's like much higher. It's like 2,200 or something. Yeah, there's, there's so, a whole other section now. There's like a writing section. Inflation. Yeah, is it, I thought it was – they just add another one. That wouldn't that make – take it up to – Or is it an essay? 2,400? Yeah, I guess so. They started the essay thing. Like the the final time I took it, we had an essay. I don't think it counted, but I think they were starting to roll it out. Really? Yeah. I don't think I didn't. Maybe I did do an essay. Well, I'll take them that doesn't count. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the conversation, Gavin, that we were having about memory and the way that memory works? Is memory the key? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. But we were talking about anesthesia earlier, and I, I highlighted something here, and I, I want to go back and talk about it. So there's this – they don't really really understand how anesthesia works when it knocks you out. And Great. so <laughs> part, of, part of anesthesia is that there's a built-in controlled amnesia is what they do. Meaning, like they make you forget. Okay. Like that. Essentially, it's like you're conscious during it, and they give you a muscle relaxant, so you're not flying all over the place. But that the other component of anesthesia is just like you on the fly forget mm. what's happening. So you're just not that, taking in new memories. That's like the, right. That's like the twilight. Out. Yes. That's what they call the twilight well, anesthesia. Twilight has a little bit. It has less of the. Is it an amnesiac? Is that what you would call it? It has less of that component okay. than does like general anesthesia. And it says, in reality, your anesthesiologist is actually creating controlled. Amnesia. So you just don't remember the surgery. When the surgery is over, your anesthesiologist stops the medication and you gradually wake up. But you're not remembering it at the time. Yeah, so you're actually going through all the horror of being in the surgery, but you're just not allowed to remember it. Like you can't store it, it on the stick. fly. Wow. Yeah, but surely it's, then it's like just, your brain's in read-only mode. No, <laughs> it's not horrifying. In constant pain, but the whole way then. But it doesn't matter if you don't remember it. <laughs> but are you, are you really feeling it if you're not processing? Like, how does that work? How does how is pain tied to memory? Is pain a memory? Is pain no? Everything's a memory, right? Every every emotion is a memory. Everything as it goes. If you don't have memory, nothing matters. It's like there's no there's almost like no existence without memory because you're just going through and you're like within a moment you're just like living within. Like you have nothing. I mean, it's like it's interesting. Analysis of the way the human brain is and what existence is. If you don't have a memory, it's not really happening. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. My brain has exploded. It's really scary. But people... But yeah. If you really start breaking that stuff down, like, the, what what exactly is memory? And, like, when you th- start thinking about, you know, memory is just electrons stored in your brain. But what is your brain? Your brain is just tissue. And it's, it's just not like, really electrons. I mean, honestly. I mean, like, yeah, but, it's like... It's like stores of potassium versus, you know, yeah. stores of But it's like the weirdest thing ever. I mean, like... 
like, but then you have like location memory where I'll like go somewhere I haven't been. Like I'll go to a theme park I haven't been to forever and immediately have memories that I just forgot about. But like they'll all start triggering. Like I remember when I had a birthday here, you know, stuff like that. Where it's like smell is like I that forgot, as well. you know like, how yeah, like smells very linked to memory. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. What do you remember we were in the car together after the taco challenge? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had to roll down the window and lean out for a while. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ! But it's, yeah, don't ever throw up in your hoodie. That's my recommendation. <laughs> I always find it weird when people get mad. Like, if, if someone says, oh, do you remember this? And I'm like, I don't remember that. And they're like, why don't you remember that? It's completely involuntary. Like, well, how can someone get mad because I don't remember something? Yeah. These are Americans you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Who gets mad at you for not remembering stuff? I don't know. Some people do. Jack probably. <laughs> God. Usually girlfriends get mad at me for not remembering stuff. Yeah, that whole, I mean, that whole animated adventure thing, like when I had that Twilight, like that was, that was really fucked everything about it. Like, was that like what Alzheimer's like? You know, oh, do you yeah. get like portions of your brain that are just inaccessible or that aren't responding at all? And if you're not able to make new memories, it's just like, it's your brain coping with a situation that makes no sense mm-hmm. because you're not building. Cause do you remember that stuff at all? As like you was recounted to you later by your wife. Like I, I, I remember tiny bits of it, but really coming back was when I had, and that's the scariest part was when I had that fucking barbecue chicken pizza in front of me. I hate barbecue chicken pizza. <laughs> and, I was like, and I said, who ordered this for me? And she was like, you ordered it yourself. I said, why the fuck would I do that? I would never eat this. That was the worst part. It's like the beginning, it's like the beginning of a spy worse. movie. It's like, I ordered this for a reason, and then yeah. you find out why. <laughs> like you're sending yourself a message. You had a Jason Bourne moment all of a sudden. What was, that, what was it that you were, you were trying to like catch yourself out the other week? You were trying to prepare for what you were about to do later, but because you said that if you came back later, you would start moving stuff, so you like deliberately hid stuff or something, so you wouldn't move it or what, something like that? So if I think I'm going to get drunk later in the night, <laughs> I hide stuff from myself, from my future drunk self, because then if I come back, I'll then see it out, and I'll go, I have to hide that. <laughs> and so I'll hide things as a drunk person, and then won't be able to find them as a sober person. So now I've learned <laughs> to hide things as a sober person in preparation for the organizing drunk who's oh, going to come home. I love it's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. <laughs> Pretty much. I love the idea of you preparing for yourself in a different state. It's like a different person. It is. Yeah. yeah. Different like, mental state. <laughs> like Mr. Hyde's going to come in. I did that with, like, I, there's some, there's, last time I think I ever did this was at Gus's house. I showed up with a bottle of tequila oh, at his house. I we were like all there. You. And I said, I'm here to get drunk. I said that. I'm going to get drunk. And I, I, that did something to the rest Mission of that party. Accomplished. Everybody, <laughs> everybody at that party got hammered. Now I can't drink tequila. No, not, not everybody. I mean, I think. No, yeah. no, no. I think at, le- at least six different people threw up in my toilet that night. <laughs> That is not an exaggeration. I was a horrible influence. <laughs> that was the night we met Bernie's alter ego. The fulcrum. The fulcrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. When, that's when you had, somehow ended up with a feather boa. I, I, I have a photo of you with a feather boa There's on. a picture somewhere of me in a black leather jacket with a pink feather boa riding Bernie around like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we got to find that. So I start, like, I walked in the kitchen. You guys probably won't even remember this. I walked into the kitchen and I put that bottle down, dunk on the center, like, at a center island kind of a thing, didn't you? Or it was a, a, it was a high table. Yeah. yeah. So I put it down on that and I was explaining I was going to get drunk. And as I was doing that, I can remember very clearly, because it's the last thing I remember for the evening, <laughs> is I'm pulling my keys and my wallet and my phone out of my pocket and I'm hiding them in his dish cupboard. <laughs> That's where I put them. I'll put them in the dish cupboard because I know nobody in the party goes to get a dish. Right. So I put stuff in there and then I don't lose it because that's where it is. And it's like later, it's like I go to look in the dish cupboard and nothing's there. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, that was one of the, yeah, I think we hid your keys from you at some point. No, we <laughs> tried to, but we couldn't find them because he had hidden oh, yeah. them. <laughs> 
the minute Jed and drug Bernie had no idea where they were. Like, he was no help. It's like, I'm gonna get Silver Bernie and kill him. Then it's drunk Bernie all the time. That's right. It's like if, they, oh, if he finds the wallet, he'll just keep combining. <laughs> He'll never be stopped. He'll perpetuate his existence. I love that you chose that night. It's just a completely random night. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to get hammered on this one for no reason. Yep. Well, you, you showed up with tequila and you showed up with limes. <laughs> and I you know. had your own knife. You were like, starting to <laughs> and, Which is unfortunate, too, because Gus had, I bought Gus probably the best wedding gift I've ever bought for anybody. I bought him this, like, uber block of knives. It's a great... Great, great set of knives. You still have it to this oh, day, yeah. right? Yeah, use it. Yeah, and All every time, time I go over to Gus's house, which is pretty rare, honestly, I see that big, huge block of knives. He's got like a thousand knives. Gee, why <laughs> is it rare that you don't go to his house anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was that the last party you had? That's the only party I had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I was there for it. That's it. We, we, when we moved, like we moved into our house, and we bought the house we're in now like three years ago, and we're always like, should we have a house where we party? Should we throw a party? <laughs> nope. No, no. <laughs> His new house is awesome too. Yeah, he, Gus has a. I don't know where the hell he got it. He has a stainless steel countertop. Like normally, people go and they have like formica or maybe granite. His is like an entire block of stainless steel, like molded mm-hmm. to where like the sink is part of it. Oh, cool! And it's like it wraps around it, the corner and all this stuff. It's, it's just one giant piece of steel that was folded out, and it, it's not cut or. Anything, it's just all folded. There's wow. no, there's not a single seam in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The cool. sink is part of it too. It's really cool. Looking. Yeah, you, I mean, you design everything. You tell them exactly what you want, the depth. You know, if you want, like we have a marine edge around it. I don't know if you noticed that. Yep. Is there like a bevel um, on the edge? Yeah. yeah. Sounds expensive. That sounds very cheap. Yeah, there's only two places in the U.S. that can do that, and they're both like down the street from each other. They're both like in upstate New York, and they're they're like. Well, so you always, went, isn't it always the case? Yeah, it's like they're right next door to each other. <laughs> it's like one of you move, you get the whole country. <laughs> yeah. And they can only do certain length, right? Uh, isn't, that, isn't that part of it too? No, no. Like, I mean, they could do pretty much anything. Really? <laughs> they were crazy. Yeah. Wow. But of course, then it gets super expensive. But here's why I'm never invited back. I have, I think, in four years, four, maybe even longer. I've been to Gus's house twice. Once was that party, and the other time I was in Gus's house ever to see the countertop was when I went in at five in the morning to wake him up for that episode of Emergency. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you can see why Gus does not invite me back. God, that was an awful, <laughs> awful morning. I mean, just thinking about it now makes me sick again. Why are you doing it? <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, speaking of you breaking into people's houses at five in the morning. Yeah. Do you remember that time when we went to the shooting range and then you left shotgun shells at Jeff's house? I do. Like, you you must have just thought in the middle of the night, I left shotgun shells, Millie might go and pick them up. That's exactly what I so, thought. It, about four in the morning, I was sleeping in the studio. Ben was there too. You literally kicked the door open, and, <laughs> and you're like, "Wake up, bitches!" And he was see some shotgun shells. And we're just like, "What?" Yeah. So we were we talking doing? about we were talking about uh, something for immersion, and I I was showing him like some shotgun shells example, and then I put the took the box and I put them up on a on a shelf. I I thought, and then we just were, and then it's like we just going on talking and whatever. It was one of Jeff's grilling events. Um, and I, I was at home later. I was like, F- I left a box of shotgun shells sitting there. Nothing's going to happen. But I was like, yeah. I was so paranoid about Millie that I like raced back there. It was like four in the morning. I did. <laughs> I went back four in the morning and, and went, in, went in like was searching for these shotgun shells. <laughs> I think Barbara was Barbara was the in the living room. <laughs> and I woke her up in the living room and she's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I was just trying to find them. And, and uh, I forget where they were. But anyway, I found them and got them the hell out of there. So that's kind of your thing is waking up employees. I guess. Or future employees at the time. So. In the middle of the night. I guess so. If it's not your snoring, it's you kicking the doors in. I did not. I was a 
Good. We, Gav and I had to share a hotel room at PAX. Did, did you, uh, was he snoring? Oh, of course he was. Yeah, you, I, you've heard it. <laughs> it's, it's like, it gets, it gets to the point where it obviously wakes you up on some sort of level and you sort of reset yourself. So you'll turn over and it'll just, it'll just be like, but it will elevate to, <laughs> and it's like, how the hell are you doing it? It's funny, when we were flying back from... He's worse. Jack's yeah. worse. <laughs> you, you can ask Gus. I, I, I snored Gus out of a room. Yeah, I left. It was awesome. When we were flying back from Boston, we flew uh, Boston to Dallas and Dallas to Austin. Then at the layover in Dallas, I was telling Barbara and Carrie about how sometimes I can sleep so soundly on a plane that I'll snore. I'll, I'll get into my snoring, and I'll start snoring so loudly that I'll wake myself up. I need to hide you after that. Yeah. And, it's uh, not about being upright that does that. So then on the Dallas to Austin flight... I dozed off, and I woke myself up snoring, and I looked over to my right, and Barbara and Carrie were just staring at me, <laughs> their eyes were like, why is dishes? <laughs> oh my god, you wasn't fucking with us. <laughs> like, I, over the noise of the plane, over everything else, like, you can still hear it. Nice. I, I, I always do this thing where I have the air on above my head, and I always seem to fall asleep backwards with my head back and my mouth open, and I wake up with like, just, like, air just dried out my mouth, and you wake up, it's like... Ah, oh, God. <laughs> Your mouth is cracking. Yeah. I, I've woken up on a plane drooling all over myself. I think it's a way worse alternative. Like, my shirt will just be soaked on the front. But like, oh, God, I gotta sit on the plane now. That's like the one, That's like the best time to have a carry-on, though. It's like, oh, I'll get a new shirt. Swap it out. Gross. <laughs> I tell a really horrible story here. But uh, when we came back from um, Seattle, just recently, I got upgraded to first class. And I was going to try to – this one of the nicest things a person could do. I was going to give up my first-class seat and so I could sit next to Gavin. Gus doesn't do that. Gus makes me sit between Fuck, a no, baby no. and a dog. <laughs> that actually happened on the way back from Comic-Con. Baby and a dog? Yeah. Yeah. There was, was a woman. Was Baltimore. Oh, was it? There was a, yeah, there was a woman breastfeeding a kid. And then on the other side, there was a guy in army gear with a big black Labrador, like, between his legs. I was like, well, this is going <laughs> to be an interesting flight. <laughs> So you were going to do something nice? I was, but it was one of those planes where it's two seats on one side and three seats on the other. So Gavin's on the three-seat side of the aisle, and he's in the window seat, and the two people sitting next to him were the kids of the two people across the aisle. Right. Uh, so it was a family show, so they couldn't give up the seat for... I bet if I'd asked the dad, I bet the dad would have gone to the class. Absolutely. Be like, see ya. Like, That's future dad's problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go hide my keys this yeah, future, dad, future dad's going to get loaded up in first class. <laughs> He'll be prepared to deal with this. <laughs> All right. But we actually flew through uh, tornadoes and everything in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's a bumpy ride. Did you, did you mention what you had for lunch on the plane after consuming... Yeah, you tweeted a photo 15. of your lunch, you dick. It was fucking tacos. That <laughs> was the point. Still, you had, like, this this nice, like, layout. Like, I'm, like, used to, you know, having to either pay for my food, which is like, oh, here, you get a slice of salami. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> they like, do give you a slice yeah. of salami. Have you ever been in first class, Jack? No, I haven't. Uh, I have. You know, oh, the, you, know, you know, actually, what the biggest treat about being in first class is? Free drinks? No, they give you metal silverware. Yeah, that's oh, like I, I saw it in your picture. I was like, yeah. It's like you're stuff. a human being. It's like, oh, you can be in first class, so you can you can stab the pilot. That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, it just goes to show. It's like, get over it. You know, it's just, fuck it. You know, I can take down the plane, you know, by knocking out my window. I don't know if you can do that or not, but let's just say you can. It's like, why take away your silverware. Give me a break. It's so stupid. So stupid. Well, you don't want you don't want some people having that silver like that pilot who went crazy on that JetBlue flight. That's true. What was he talking about? Israel? He said that they weren't going to Las Vegas, and then he left the cockpit. They weren't <laughs> going to the Vegas quadrant. He was he was praying and saying nonsense, saying stuff about terrorists. And JetBlue pilot, freak out. 
I love that word, freak out. Let me see. Freak the out. And then, yeah, I guess luckily there's happened to be an off-duty pilot a on the plane. Pilot, yeah. <laughs> pilot freaks out. Pilot freaks out on JetBlue flight. Tells passengers, "Quote, say your prayers." <laughs> <laughs> Is this while the, the plane was in the air? Yeah, yeah. Jewel. They were, they were flying from New York to Las Vegas, and then I guess right after takeoff, he told the co-pilot to take over, and then he went crazy. No, like they they, they ended up drunk pi- a drunk pilot was a party animal. <laughs> so a pilot has to deal with that shit now. <laughs> no, they, they end up landing in Amarillo of yeah. all places. Like, how shitty would that be? You're flying from New York to Las Vegas, and you have to stop in Amarillo. <laughs> And I, I, I bet JetBlue doesn't fly there normally, so I wonder, like, how do you deal with the logistics of that? Like, how do they get fuel? What about what do they do for ground crew? I'm sure for security purposes, you know, yeah, they, need sure. to, they worry about that later, but I can't imagine what a huge pain in the ass all that shit is. How did the pilot know the way? He kept repeating the word <laughs> bomb, Afghanistan, and Israel. Oh, <laughs> God. That's, that's, a, that's a trifecta of words you don't want to you know, the story? What? So, I guess, so then, I guess the pilot left to go to the bathroom. And while he left, the co-pilot got another pilot to come in up with him, and they locked him out of the cockpit. And then over the PA, he told the passengers to subdue the other pilot. Yeah. And so, like, like three big dudes held so the pilot they, 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 they were people, they were on their way to Las Vegas to go to a security professional's conference. Yeah. Good God. And how long had he been a pilot? I don't remember. It was, it was a while. It was like 20 yeah. years, I think. It's, it's, yeah. so, it's crazy that people can just snap. Like, nobody's safe. People are crazy. People are crazy. People are 10 seconds away from... Have you, seen, have you seen the that. video of the uh, the hotel getting robbed and the two guys get out of the elevator oh, they're yeah. there for a UFC conference or something like that? They're, 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 like, they're, like, oh, they're like literally there for like a UFC fight and they just like destroy Yeah, it was like guy. the dude and his coach or something. Yeah, yeah. It was like the dude and his coach and they literally like, they see the guy, he's like, I think he's being held at knife point or something and they just grab him and just push him on the ground and just, you know, take him down. It's over. It's like what you talked about. Yeah. <laughs> even though, even a, like a totally winded UFC guy will still fuck you up. Yeah, so. See, the crazy thing too about UFC is you can knock somebody out or you can win by judgment or you can win by tap out yeah in real life there's no fucking tap out no, no. so it's like if you put somebody in an arm bar what happens if they can't tap out are they snapping their arm in half oh, yeah, is that yeah. what happens I've, I've seen that happen in UFC where guys don't tap out and they get their arm broken oh my god yeah. <laughs> like can the, you imagine someone leveraging your own arm to the point where it snaps in half uh, no I cannot <laughs> I, I do not that's like one of the things I want like that memory to just slide away give me the anesthesia let me get in the ring that's your twilight memory give me that twilight amnesia that's future Gus's problem you wake up and you're in a full body cast like what the fuck happened to me why is there a barbecue pizza here <laughs> you're I some, have not ordered this. Why are my keys in the medicine cabinet? <laughs> you're somehow in an iron lung. You're like, oh, these don't even exist anymore. <laughs> Do they really not have iron lungs anymore? I don't think so. They just have ventilators now? Yeah. But if I was... I, I would like to go through... Right, starting today, I'm going to train to be a UFC fighter, and I would be the first UFC fighter ever that wins by submission because I put somebody in the figure four. <laughs> Has anyone ever done the figure four leg lock? Because what happens there? Do you bust somebody's knee? I don't even know. I don't know that if figure four is a legit move. That's not even a real thing. Like, it doesn't do anything, does no, it? No, when I was a kid, we would practice wrestling moves and, like, the DDT and shit, <laughs> and you could get put in a figure four. It fucking hurts, dude. It's like something about, like, it dislocates your kneecap or something. Oh, 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 oh. that sounds like, if you do it, if you do it, you know, the proper way. <laughs> do it right. Like, so that's if you do it right, it dislocates something. Yeah. Man, one of the craziest things, uh, we talked about videos on YouTube of, like, last time we talked about the guys that do the head massages, and we used to watch those to fall asleep, <laughs> yeah. and there's this video of the ear getting the shit out of the guy's ear that I'm going to have Gus link. Um, one of the craziest videos you see is people who get their shoulder dislocated, and they get it reduced is, the, I guess, the way they... The name for the procedure to put the arm back in place. Well, uh-huh. so they dislocate it by accident. 
Yeah, and it's like so bizarre to see. It's like basically, you put your foot in somebody's armpit and just yank their arm, and it's like they scream. It's like ah, it's like their arm does this ah. Yeah, <laughs> instantaneously feels better. They pay that game. And it's one of those things, right, where if you dislocate your shoulder, then it becomes more susceptible to future dislocations. Yeah. Is that correct? I, you know, I don't even know. How, how does the shoulder work? Did you ever see Is that, that a ball and socket yeah. joint? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see that yeah. character Jim Carrey used to play where he was the exercise woman and he used to do all these, like, moves and then he would just, like, throw his shoulder over and his shoulder would pop out and just, like, go behind his head. Uh, and yeah. be like, oh, oh. He was really oddly flexible. I remember I saw, I saw a video of Travis Pastrana, that, that BMX, like, badass dude and there was, there was a thing where he landed on his shoulder and dislocated his shoulder and it was just like hanging there and he like managed to pop it back oh, in himself geez. like they just had a camera stuff they were trying to do like a backflip or something and it's no just thanks like, now we're in the morbid section <laughs> of the <laughs> podcast how do no, you know you. that your brain is like this is going <laughs> <Go> on, on. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know your brain okay, well, not not so much now but say this is pre-medicine and you're just a dude and you're like hey i'm a dude how would you discover that your brain was like where it is. How would you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second. I don't know what I was expecting. Okay, so I don't have a degree in medicine. Well, yeah, like, you don't know. You don't know anything about your body. Like, how do you know your knee doesn't control your body? How do you know how do you- <laughs> People ask me why I want to hit Gavin. That's so awesome. So you have, so no, you, have, you have no medical training whatsoever. No knowledge of anatomy. There's no medicine yet. There's oh. no medicine. Like people are just dudes hanging out. How the fuck do you know what a brain is? Yeah, but how do you know what... Like, so, surely someone must have had a leg off. Like, the leg come off, and then they're like, oh, I'm alive still. But someone's head comes off, and it's like, oh, they died. Surely, like... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> You know, I love the serious look on your face as you talk like, about my, my trial and error. What's we take important? It, we take it for granted that our brain is in our head. We protect our head. Well, well, like, you, like you said, by trial and error, they knew the limbs didn't have it. Yeah. So I'm sure that they narrowed it down to like the heart or the head, but they right? Were just like monster accidents and eventually figured out. I'm wondering like how that discovery came. Well, to for be. a long period of time, they thought the heart was the center of the, the, right. the what drove the body. Mm. But don't forget, for a long time, they thought it was the soul. <laughs> so where does your soul live? And a lot of people thought it was the heart. Yeah. I think the stomach in some cultures, too, is considered to be the main thing. Really? really? Yeah. But yeah, no. They didn't figure out where their brain was. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. So, it yeah. all depends. Sometimes they hide what? it in the dish cabinet. We could- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap things up here. Ugh. You're talking about stomachs, and now I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Okay. Go play Trials Evolutions. Evolution. Hey, what whatever. about Fez? It's awesome. It's I, awesome. I haven't played it, it yet. Every, it? Everyone keeps talking it, it about that. It came out last Friday. We actually did a This Is For that pulled in a lot of views. But um, yeah, it's, it's like it's, an it's, it's, physics thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a 2D game, but there's a 3D aspect to it where you can rotate the whole game around. And depending on where you are, it alters your sort of location in the in the world. Yeah, but every, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. Watch the This Is. There's It's pretty good that kind of shows, you know, kind of what it is. And, and like all, all the quick. distances are only relative to that plane. So like say you're playing one way, two blocks would be really far apart and you'll swing the level around and now they're like this and you can just hop on. So like the distances between stuff change so as yeah. you flip. So it is totally flat. It is a 2D. I it's have it's learned a, nothing about game. this game based on the description. <laughs> watch, <laughs> watch, watch the video. Watch literally nothing. Watch the video. It's 
Yeah. So it's a game, and then you can rotate things yeah. to where there's. It's other like a side scroller kind of thing, but <laughs> it's Zombies <laughs> North thing. <laughs> the, the object is that like you have to find hidden cubes, and they'll be hidden. You know, like something that will be hidden behind the world. So you have to spin the world around to see it. And then we find. I just want people to explain it to me. Then the, you have to find the brain. It's in the head. So there's hidden cubes and you spin the world. So let me ask you this, buddy. What's this game about? So, okay, here's what you do. You load up Fez and the object is to find a cube and then you spin the world based on the plane and then the cubes come up. That's it, exactly. That's it. That's a ge- that's the game design doc right there. Point to Bernie. I have no idea like what it looks like. I can't envision this at all. I just imagine cute. I'm thinking of like Tetris on one of those like lazy Susan dolls. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Very close. Lazy Tetris. That's awesome. If you tell me it uses the connect, it's like the most <laughs> perfect game of all time. Oh, hey, Speed Witch. Um, <laughs> Gus had his. Finger I have, on. I have recording. Recording. You had your cord. Yeah. So it's a game, and then you can rotate things yeah. to where there's. It's like other a side scroller kind of thing, but well, it's zombies <laughs> north thing. The, the object is that like you have to find hidden cubes, and they'll be hidden. You know, like something that will be hidden behind the world. So you have to spin the world around to see it. <laughs> and then we find. I just want people to explain it to me. Then the, you have to find the brain. It's in the head. So there's hidden cubes and you spin the world. So let me ask you this, buddy. What's this game about? So, okay, here's what you do. You load up Fez and the object is to find a cube and then you spin the world based on the plane and then the cubes come up. That's it, exactly. That's it. That's that's the game design doc right there. Point to Bernie. I have no idea, like, what it looks like. I can't envision this at all. I just imagine cubes. I'm thinking of, like, Tetris. On one of those, like, Lazy Susan dolls. <laughs> is that what it is? Very close. Lazy Tetris. That's awesome. If you tell me it uses the Kinect, it's like the most <laughs> perfect game of all time. Oh, hey, Speed Witch. Um, <laughs> Gus had his... Finger I have on. I have recording. Recording. You had your cord. So, uh, there's something actually I want to get. I should go see if it's available right now. I think that C-3PO R2-D2 Xbox just came out. It is. Yeah, it is. I saw it yesterday. You did? In yeah. fact... 430 um, bucks. Veronica How much? 450 for what? I think it comes with Connect and a copy of the Star Wars. Everything comes Connect with Connect. What if what if I just want the Xbox and the controller? I don't think you can get that. I think oh, you have, I think I'm you not have paying, to buy I'm not paying four fifty. Yeah, you will. No, yeah, you will. dude. How, what, what about those Chrome controllers? You gonna buy all those? No, I don't like those. Really? Nope. I like man. Now they have the black controller with the black chat pad. That's it's definitely the best combo. Everything black. Isn't yeah. It? He's a dummy. I'm pointing at Gavin. Black. Clearly, he's a dummy. You know what his favorite controller is? 